0: up fuckers hello hello why don't you guys uh introduce yourselves
1: oh shit i'm not prepared <laughs> uh this is scott <laughs> this is spencer thank you um yeah we're uh doing a podcast
0: yeah <laughs> we're gonna talk about skinwalker ranch but skinwalker first ranch. spencer's gotta tell us a story about got junk
1: <laughs> yeah tell us one of your got junk stories wait uh, what wait what, well, what is got junk
2: got junk on I'm not sure if we're allowed to say that, but... um,
0: Fuck them, it's my podcast. You can say whatever you want.
2: Yeah. Junk removal service I worked for for a long time. Um, I was actually the operations manager for a period. (coughs) (coughs) But, uh... So part of my job was, like, hiring and firing and interviewing and all that crap. And, uh... So we had an interview come in and uh, I was in main office. There's a doorway that goes into like a conference room that we'd have our morning meetings and stuff at. And uh, so the shop manager comes in to the office, tells me that the uh, interview guys is there and ready for me. And uh, part of Got Junk, is it's a junk removal service, so you have to be able to move stuff, couches and... Big heavy shit. Big big heavy shit, yeah. So I go, come out of the office, and he's got his back facing towards me. And uh, so I come up behind him and just reach over and say, hey, my name's Spencer, nice to meet you. And he reaches up and he's got a hook for a hand. Like, he's missing his hand, so he's got a hook. Which is, you know... People have disabilities, whatever. Yeah, I don't uh, lie. <laughs> so he reaches up with his hand that's a hook. And then I notice both of his hands are hooks. And uh, how do you... Yeah. So I shake his hook. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> well, I go down, sit down. I'm having a conversation. You know, do you think you're going to be able to do this stuff? And meanwhile, the door to the office is right behind him. And uh my shop manager had gone into the office and so I'm sitting there doing the interview ten to fifteen minutes talking to this guy, asking if he can physically do the job. And as I'm asking him, from the door right behind his head, comes one of those little claw grabber things that we <laughs> show managers back there <laughs> reaching out. <laughs> with this cloth thing, and I'm trying to hold this guy's attention. Like, wait, what was? Keep the... looking at me. Don't turn around. Whatever you do, don't laugh. Wait, what don't was? Laugh.
1: The, don't laugh. What was the job specifically that he was interviewing for? Like, I, I want. I'm the. I'm here for the truck driver position. <laughs> <laughs> well, he,
2: yeah, he was. He was there for <coughs> it all, man. He was there for, to be a guy. You know, a, 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 He's
0: like, I can lift a couch with these. Yeah.
2: Well, he was like, well, I've I worked at a, a junkyard for the last couple of years and I pick up washers and dryers and stuff like that. I have no problem. But I just thought it might be a safety concern because they're usually doing like two man lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So a safety concern for the other guy on the other side.
0: But it's, like, dual purpose, though. Like, he can actually lift shit and fight Peter Pan at the (laughs)
1: same (laughs) time. I'm I'm curious, like, how... Like, does he have, like, straps? Do they, like, strap on? Like, what if it, like, slips, you know, and they're, like, you're carrying a couch, like you said? (laughs) So,
2: I, I believe the way that it was was he... They were hooked together somehow. And if he reached his... Like, pushed his arm out, the hook would open. Oh, so there's like a strap that's connected somehow in between here, and so it'll open and close like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it wasn't just like a single hook. It was like a double-pronged double, a double pronged oh. velociraptor type.
0: Still, that's just holding your composure when you see the claw coming across the <laughs> Yeah. Window. Wait, did he, yeah.
1: did he get the job?
2: Um, no. No? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you missed out on the golden opportunity. Of, like, imagine the different attachments this guy can get. <laughs> You know He's like Swiss <laughs> Army arms Screwdriver have- It's like I got a bunch of concrete I need to get taken out with. Sledgehammer Yeah, he's got, a break- yeah <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> he's got like Dual sledgehammer Attachments We've <laughs> got like- all these
2: Staples on the floor <laughs> Magnet attachment Comes out
1: Yeah I think that, Yeah that was a golden Opportunity
2: You know I didn't think to ask him if he had any attachments. <laughs> yeah, <or anything. laughs> In hindsight? In hindsight? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. He could have had something really cool.
1: But I guess at the same time, you could just get, like, a normal guy and just put, like, a, an attachment on his arm. Yeah. That's not
2: could, as cool, Scott. Yeah. A normal guy could probably just hold a magnet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's more versatile, but it's not an equal opportunity
0: hire. Yeah.
1: No. But
2: yeah. That's, uh...
1: You're the not, intro to me. You're not junk, sorry. Um, yeah, I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Scott. I've been uh, playing a lot of Baldur's Gate three lately. <laughs> Did your mom let you stay home to
0: play yeah, Baldur's she Gate three? I'm to stay home today. <laughs> <laughs> <And that> As.
2: <laughs> Do you need another package of pizza rolls? Or? Yeah.
0: Do you want me to report your mom for child abuse for not letting you stay home to play Baldur's Gate? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. So anyway, let's talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I know that Skinwalker Ranch. Skinflute Ranch. That's that's what I baited Scott into <clears throat> in this <throat> conversation with. I was like, "Let's talk about Skinflute Ranch." Hey, He's like, yeah, "I'm I, in."
2: Skinwalker? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he
1: was like, "You dupe me. You know, legends say though if you you're not supposed to mention their name, it attracts them." It's true. So, I always like think about that. I like it's almost like a like double-edged a, sword or yeah or it's just like one of those it's like i shouldn't say that you know like you're not supposed to talk about it so like every time i talk like i say it i try not to say like the actual word I don't okay. like,
0: so he shoo, who yes. he
1: who he shall not be named
0: yeah he should not be named uh. oh. <coughs> okay There's i mean of... you can keep doing that i'm just gonna say skinwalker <laughs> <laughs> i live in west valley i'm not scared yeah either. right <laughs>
2: well He might have to go back home some, you know. Yeah, I might have to. Sucks
0: to suck, nerd. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I, um, do have some, uh, interesting, uh, experience with it. I don't know. Like, I I used to live, like, ten minutes away from it, so. Yeah. From the ranch. But I never, I never really, like, experienced anything super paranormal when I was living there. But, um. Like my mom, she's had a lot of experiences living out there. And so I could kind of give you some of her experiences.
0: Yeah, so I want to start with, uh, by asking what kind of research you guys both did into like this particular topic. Like what did you watch? What did you read? That kind of thing. So I can see, you know, just kind of like what you guys have learned about it. And we'll just kind of go around the table with that.
2: So I didn't really do anything... Special in preparation for talking about or just having a discussion about skinwalker ranch, but I was introduced to the premise of the ranch when I was probably 13 or 14 Oh, and uh, So my dad was an avid hunter and uh, we'd always go out and so we would hunt around Duchesne that area And so he would always tell the stories that there's a ranch in the area. I never knew where it was, but that the there was a ranch, and and uh, he had bought the book "Hunt for the Skinwalker." I think it's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, by George Knapp. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Is that one? Is he like a hunter or George Knapp? Yeah. Yeah, No, he's a journalist from Vegas. He was the
0: one who broke the uh, Bob Lazar case. Oh, And maybe. he kind of became synonymous with all of that, like, UFO and paranormal stuff.
1: Oh, did he interview, like, Rob Bigelow or whatever, the yeah, previous he, owner?
0: Yeah, Bob Bigelow, actually. Or Bob? Is
1: that his name, Bob? Well,
0: Bob is another name for Robert. Oh, yeah. Kind of like uh, Dick Face is another name for Scott. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: there you go. So Same, same. But, same,
0: yeah, same. Um, he had brought George Knapp and a few others over to the ranch <clears> in, like, the early 2000s to kind of do a little investigation and stuff. So, they they kind of worked in conjunction with each other
2: but, right yeah and so the premise of the book was kind of telling the story of <clears throat> the, the previous owners encounters with like different entities and creatures that they'd seen and ufos that they'd seen so i always kind of knew about it and uh you know watched the the tv series for sure and the uh, secrets
0: of skinwalker ranch yeah
2: and uh also, uh, listen to that, uh, podcast with, uh, Fugle. Brandon Fugle. Brandon Fugle. Yeah. On the and Sean Ryan, Ryan. On the show. On the Sean Ryan show, yeah. And so that was basically what... Your extent of the...
1: Yeah. Knowledge about it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. I'm in the same boat. I really, like, I haven't done, like, a ton of research on it, but I, like, I watched the... Uh, little bit of the show and just from like my own personal experiences living out there and stuff which isn't a whole lot but like I had one like my first introduction to it because like I moved out there with um my mom and my stepdad and I never really knew about the ranch and then um I was in high school um I was uh I think like end of my junior year I moved out there and um getting to know new people out there um like, high school friends or whatever, and I had, like, a a group of friends that I went out to the ranch with, like, one night, they were like, hey, let's, let's go check this out, like, have you ever heard about this, and I was like, what, what is it, and they're like, oh, Skinwalker Ranch is supposed to be this, like, uh, super, like, scary, like, paranormal place or whatever, and um, I was like, yeah, sure, that's cool, that sounds fun, and I, like, I vaguely knew a little bit about it before going there but not a whole lot. And um but yeah we went out there and it was like nighttime and uh we got up to the gate and it was just like eerie. Like the whole place was just eerie and like super dark, more unnaturally dark. And um out of nowhere there's just like a group of like five or six wild dogs that just like encircled the car and like started like like jumping up on the window and like coming at us and I was like what the hell is going on here and I, I, I remember there was like a couple like security guards there at the gate too and they didn't, didn't even like do anything and they were just like standing there and um, uh, these dogs just started encir- encircling us so we just backed out and got out of there <laughs> it was real creepy.
2: What year do you think that was?
1: Oh, Probably like um, 2020 13 probably 2012 2013 yeah
0: so I'm I'm kind of in the same I didn't even know what Skinwalker Ranch was till I was like till probably three or four years ago and I had heard the name on the Joe Rogan show and they kind of briefly talked about it and I was like what the hell is that Skinwalker Ranch so that kind of set me on the rabbit hole so basically like anything that you could consume um on digital media about it like uh, Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch or the yeah. documentary Hunter <clears throat> Skinwalker Ranch, Ancient Aliens episodes, some of these other uh, like paranormal-based shows that try to do episodes about that. Like I've pretty much watched everything. Um, yeah it's, it's kind of been like a years-long consuming different media about that. Um, so I, I did not feel like I had to go and like research anything because I felt like yeah dude I've
1: been consuming this for like three or four years Right. out of all the like crazy stuff that's happened on the ranch what um, what is your like what's like the best or the like creepiest story I That's guess? one of my questions Scott <laughs> <laughs> are you yeah. reading my book over here? Well I'm, yeah <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah
0: no that's that is actually one of the questions I was going to ask of like Out of all the different phenomenon, what's your favorite stories and things that you've heard that have come out of there?
2: So mine, I think the most intriguing for me is um, one of the... I think it was the Shermans that owned the ranch before uh, Bigelow bought it. Were they the original
0: owners? No. No. So they owned it from in the mid 90s they only owned it for like 4 years and they sold it to Robert Bigelow for like 200k in like 96 yeah
2: interesting so one of the stories I, I believe it was from one of them um talks about how they saw a portal open up like in the middle of the field and they could see like a different part of like different time of day through this little portal and uh Saw a shadow figure, kind of crawl out of the portal onto the field and get up and start running and take off into the, mm-hmm. into the brush. Um, I think that's pretty creepy.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's some crazy stuff that happened there. One of the one that I think was probably like the most wild for me was that whole story. It's on the show, pretty early on in the hunt for the skinwalker, or whatever the one about the. Their bulls, their cows, or whatever that they had, where they were in their pen and they went out to go check on something somewhere else on the ranch. And they came back and they were in that little shed or something. Oh, like yeah, that. when they were like in the conics and they were standing on top of each other. And they were like catatonic in there and they like tried to get, they got the door open or whatever. And when they got the door to the shed or whatever open, they like came to and they just like destroyed that whole shed. They're just like, they're like, what the hell? And the the um, it was just it's just crazy to me. To me, that's like one of the bigger um, stories or whatever that I think is like interesting because it's like how how could that happen? You know, like yeah, what? How well,
0: could... and the part of that that really gets me is that they were standing literally on top of each other. Right. Yeah. Like, how did you stack two by two <laughs> cows? You know, that are like yeah. eight hundred to a thousand pounds on top of each other, and then. Very carefully, yeah. yeah. Very carefully, and then make them stand so perfectly still that they're not literally killing each other. And they're only gone
1: for like an hour or two. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I don't know. I guess like who would have? To me, it's like who could have done that. And I don't know. That's that's probably my favorite story out of that. <laughs> Mine is the the dire wolf. Oh, that that because the was it a dire wolf or was it like or like a dog, just like a big dog? Well, they said it was resembling what. Books would tell of
0: a
2: dire wolf. Yeah.
0: and the, the, Just a
2: huge fucking wolf. Just giant fucking enormous. <laughs> but it,
0: yeah, it's like this big-ass wolf, huge, like the size of a bull, came walking up to the house, and there was a corral near the house, and uh, the dad and the son were out there working. And at first, they tried to just, like, ignore it, which I don't know how you ignore a wolf right. the size of a bull. I'd be shitting my pants. But... Though. Yeah, they just try to keep yeah. going on, yeah.
2: and uh, at least streaking it up. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, there definitely would have been some piddle down my leg.
1: Well, I mean, they're like they're farmers or ranchers, so I'm sure they've like dealt with like foxes or something. Because
2: I think it was a chicken. Probably cow- coyotes. No, coyotes. it was a, a cat. There were cows. The yeah. Cows. So oh. the
0: dire wolf tried to grab one of the cows in the corral pull and pull it, it out. Oh, wasn't it like a
1: calf or something? No, it was a full-size full size cow. Sal- oh, full-size but yeah.
0: Cow. So the farmer learned to start packing a gun wherever he went yeah and so he pulled out and i think they said it was a 357 and he unloaded it on this thing and it didn't even flinch so he told his son go in and get my hunting rifle and meanwhile this direwolf is trying to yank this cow out of the the pen right the kid comes out with a rifle and he starts tagging it with this rifle and that's when it was like ow fuck okay i'll leave Mm -hmm. and it ran really fast and they started tracking it by the blood because it finally wounded it enough that it would bleed and they tracked the bloodline to go up to a tree and this tree was like 70 feet tall and there's nothing up there the
2: Tracks just ended, yeah. yeah it just Whoa, ended at the top of this tree Yeah, that's crazy
0: so how does this bull
1: sized wolf climb a tree and then just disappear so do you think that was a skinwalker or do you think that was just some other paranormal entity on the ranch because the ranch isn't like just about skinwalkers. no you know? there's there's a series of different
0: phenomenon there you know there's um uh, there's the wolves the portals there's uh ufos all the time there's the poltergeist activity
2: in the in the houses in know. the
0: houses specifically seeing like,
2: orbs yeah and what do you, lights in the
1: fields what do you guys think the relationship is between like the Skinwalkers and... Dude, I
0: swear you're looking over at my book <laughs> and you can read that, because that's one of my questions, too. I was just thinking about, like, well,
1: yeah, like, what, what do you think the, um, relationship is between the UFOs and Skinwalkers
2: and, like... Or, I like... think that... Well, the... Before it was a ranch, it was, you, you know, known as Skinwalker Ridge, I believe, by the uh, native people who lived there before. Yeah, so, like, the legends have been there
1: from the very, like, like, these... old, old native stories and stuff.
2: The Utes and Navajo tribes. The Utes and Navajo. Yeah, like... like You can look back at the... So in that area, I don't know if you ever went and saw all, like, the uh, petroglyphs and stuff like that around the area.
1: I never really went out and, like, looked at them, but, like, I had a friend that was a a native there. It's the the reservation. It's Fort Duchesne. Um, And... Uh, yeah, he was one of my friends in high school, and he would not talk about it at all. Like, I've, I tried to talk to him about it, and um, he would just, like, change the subject.
2: Well, I know Native American lore you're not supposed to talk about. Them. No,
1: that, and specifically with the Natives, I think that, because the story, I think, is that the, the Navajo cursed the Utes. Because yeah. the Utes, um, back in the day, like, enslaved the Navajo, I think. Or they did some like well, they Yeah, shit. they
2: learned slavery from the Spanish that came through. Well, yeah.
1: part of
0: it was is the Utes were working with the army oh. to basically push the Navajo out of their land.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, yeah, they were killing Navajo people. So the Navajo put a curse on the Utes.
1: And that's what the curse of the Skinwalker yeah, was. Yeah, because the
0: Skinwalker in the Navajo is, is a witch. Yeah. Right. Who can take on different forms.
1: Yeah. And so, like, the... Um, uh, the... Uh, is it just the the natives that are susceptible to this curse So, like is that why because like um, I have like a experience well my mom had an experience with um, like face-to-face with a skinwalker and um, it it was out in um, Mighton which is like a town just outside of Roosevelt and Skinwalker Ranch is just outside of Roosevelt so it's pretty close and she was just outside smoking out on the porch and she told me that this creature, the Skinwalker, like literally just like walked right in front of her like 10 feet away and didn't even pay her any mind. Like didn't even like look over or nothing. She was just like paralyzed. So it like makes, it makes me think like, is it, is, is it like the natives are the ones that are just the ones that are like susceptible to the, you know, skinwalker, like, if if she was native, would she be attacked by the skinwalker or something because of the curse? I don't know. And then, like, what, what, um, um, I don't know. (laughs)
2: What
1: do you think? What do you think?
2: (laughs) What do I think about skinwalkers?
1: Yeah, like, um... Like, is there a correlation
0: between just being native with them you know, like harming you or creeping on you or whatever. I
2: think it's probably to me, it seems like that whole skinwalker thing is uh, the perception of the people that were there, Yeah, describing what they're seeing, you know what I mean?: Yeah or has there even... there's obviously some kind of phenomenon going there going yeah. on there, so it's probably their way of t- telling. Telling what's going what's on. What's going on, yeah. Their way
1: of kind of, like, interpreting it. Right. Has there, has anyone ever, like, been attacked by... Has, has there any, like, missing person, you know, case? I haven't
0: seen anything
2: about that. I haven't no. seen anything. Yeah, either. I haven't seen anything that they're blaming a skinwalker Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing that they've, like,
1: maybe... <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed, yeah. Like, they're yeah. going be like, this is... I don't want to be perceived as a There's crazy missing person.
2: people all over the place. At least a handful could be skinwalker Yeah, I true. not know? It's crazy. Um.
0: So let's talk about um, you guys' ex- experiences because I know
1: you went there, like what, like a year or two ago. Obviously, is, you uh, can't go on the ranch, but yeah. Oh, we yeah, we both have a common story about it. Two thousand
2: one. Yeah. So yeah, we went there um, to go, and uh, we were supposed to be going bigfoot hunting so in the area too there's petroglyphs and one of the petroglyphs has um, like all these people and then with all the people standing right in the middle there's one petroglyph where there's the guy is like three times as big as the all the other people in the petroglyph and has huge feet they're cartoonishly huge feet. <laughs> um, so there's, you know, legends of, you know, big feet in Bigfoot or Sasquatch in the area in the surrounding mountains um, up above. Where? Kind of, uh, what's that <coughs> What's up higher in the mountains there? Um, um. Gosh, I'm there's... Anyways.
1: La Pointe, or there's like Bluebell yeah so past red fleet red fleet yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. um so we went there and uh didn't see any sasquatch but we went to the ranch and it was we had a couple different cars that were going like me my brothers and all our families and so i told them i was like hey don't go this is where we're going don't go up to the ranch because it's private property and they usually have security guard and they'll kick you out of there yeah. And so we went me and my family we went to like past the main driveway for the ranch and then like skirted that there's a road that kinda goes right along the side of the property. Yeah. And so we went up there and parked just to kind of watch the sky and see if we saw anything. And uh Was it like my, nighttime? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So it was it was like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night or something. And so we went And we parked there, and we were waiting for two of my brothers in in different cars. They were supposed to be coming to meet up with us. So, of course, they turned down the road to go right to the fucking ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. And they get there. As soon as they get there, there's, like, four police trucks telling them to get out of there. Like, you can't be here. And
1: uh, Was that, like uh, like, the res police, like the native police? Or was it no. local
2: sheriff? No, it was actual well, sheriff. Oh, okay. Because I know they have sheriffs. their own
1: like police there.
2: So I, I don't know if it was... I Obviously, I wasn't with them. I didn't see what their cars were. But as soon as they turned around and left, all of a sudden there was cops everywhere around there. And so we were just like, okay, we'll just get out of here. I'm sure they so we were only that. there for about 20 minutes. And so we left, started driving and uh, trying to avoid the cops just so they didn't, you know... Pull us over your house. We weren't doing anything wrong. So, yeah, just so to leave.
0: When you guys were there, did you get out, or or did, were you guys in the car the whole We kind of
2: just stayed in the car. It was, I think it was in April, so it was still kind of kind of cold outside. Yeah, but uh, my kids were pretty freaked out. They didn't want to even open the windows. Did, did you? Because <laughs> you... we had, we had been like talking about it and listening to podcasts <laughs> about Skinwalker Ranch and
1: Scaring yourselves.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah building it up for him and so we were leaving and we drove like not back towards the city but like down that other road um that like, goes further out
1: like the back the because there's that road that goes kind of like on the back side of the ranch I think it goes, so goes to Mighton.
2: yeah I, I yeah, think I know which one you're talking about so we were driving down there and driving down the road seeing like cop cars just passing us heading towards the ranch and uh all of a sudden, in the middle of the highway, there's a fucking dog, black dog. Big black dog. Big black dog sitting right in the middle of the road. You know, and
0: I know that's when when we get to yours, you're going to tell some stories about that too. But Yeah. So after you had told me your stories the other day, I also kind of went on a little rabbit hole about black dogs around Skinwalker Ranch. And it's like, it's, it's a huge phenomenon that it's, it almost seems to encircle the ranch where these people are seeing all these black dogs everywhere, just like large, black, feral dogs. It, it's strange. It's almost like its own fence line that these dogs are guarding. That's, it's a non-existent fence, but they're just like, no, get the fuck out of here. It's almost like nature
1: is like trying to keep people out of there, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, in conjunction, like you said, with nature is you have all those Russian olive trees yeah, that, that whole are place is just that surrounded. are basically classified as weeds in this state, mm-hmm. and it, they literally encircle the whole ranch. Yeah, they're not native to
1: um, Utah. I don't think. No,
0: they've been brought over to California. There's a, there's actually some planted over in the park in Stansbury Park, oh, not really? far from here. Yeah, because I, I was when I was kind of doing a little bit of research, I looked that up. <laughs> But yeah, it's somebody had planted them to be kind of a dick, and then the city was like, "No, they're staying there, even though they're
1: weeds, and they're yeah. going to keep growing." And they're like full of thorns and stuff. I like
2: they're not easy to get I don't through. Know what they're, kind of trees you're talking about? I think they're uh, they're probably right over here in this little park. Yeah, right they are. Here, yeah, because yeah. I saw some pictures or of it. Gr- Benson Grist Mill.
0: Yeah, they they produce an edible fruit, but yeah, they have thorns and. Mm. Um, like vines yeah I mean. they, they kind of have a vine look to them but they also maybe way off produce allergens and things like that <laughs> so they're they're just kind of shitty to have around anyway
1: it's just interesting though that they they grow like all around the ranch there it's almost like and they have, have been for a long time long so time.
0: they've been introduced into California because somebody planted them uh-huh. but it's like how did they get
1: randomly in Utah yeah like did the owners plant them to keep people out you know maybe maybe
2: yeah natural yeah. barricade
1: yeah, but yeah, I had a similar story to that too. Cause I went out there with um, um, my mom and my aunt, my uh, my fiance, and my two little cousins. Cause we were, you know, wanted to do a skinwalker uh, experience. experience, you know. And we were um, <clears throat> we we the day we went out there, we had a similar experience. we were on that same road you were talking about, and. Um, we were all piled into my aunt's car, and she had like this, uh, like SUV, like crossover, or whatever you want to call it. And there wasn't a oh, station enough, wagon. Station wagon, yeah. There wasn't enough. Room. <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, there station
2: was, wagons are fucking dope. I don't know, what. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right? right. <laughs> Why they got rid of that, I'll never know.
1: <laughs> we were all piled into this car though, and there wasn't enough seats for everybody, so I sat in the in the back, and so I was looking behind the car, and um, we were driving along that road. And all of a sudden, this black dog comes out of nowhere off the side of the road and just stands in the middle of the road. And it was weird because it was broad daylight. And like we were driving, and I didn't see anything. Like there was, it was just filled. Like you could see for a good ways. And so, like driving by, I like, and I'm scanning, we're all, you know, looking for. Oh, yeah. Cool well, you're stuff. on the prowl. Yeah, we're on the that's, prowl. That's what you're there for. There for, yeah. Oh, there it is right there in the oh, middle of the road. Yeah, that's <laughs> what like, <laughs> you're looking for. That's why I was like, where the hell <clears> did <dog throat> this dog come from? And so I told everybody in the car, I was like, hey, there's a black dog just in the middle of the road. And they thought I was kidding. And they're like, oh, he's just messing with us. And like, my aunt looks in the reeve and she's like, holy shit, he's telling the truth. And so this dog, just like, this big black dog, just, just it didn't look like. It didn't look like crazy, like the like a dire wolf, like you were explaining. It looked just like like a big Rottweiler or something, and it was just in the middle of the road and it was just staring at me because I was looking at it and it was like (laughs) staring into your soul. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like super close, but it wasn't super far away. But it started like slowly, like pacing towards towards me, and I was like, oh my god, we go 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 go. (laughs) And but all then all out of nowhere, this like other dog, this little Chihuahua or something.
2: What color was that dog?
1: It was, like, tan. It was just, like, a tan chihuahua. Was, was the black I think dog. we saw
2: the same fucking dogs, dude. Yeah,
1: and it just came out, it just popped out of nowhere, and all of a sudden that, like, the bigger dog was, like, almost, like, distracted, because that smaller dog just crossed the road down to the other side of the shoulder, and the it, like, almost, like, like, broke it from its trance or something from following us, and it, then it just took off with of that other dog. Was the black dog? Was he like jet black, or was he kind of mangy? Or um, it was jet black. Yeah, it was. It was all black, and it didn't really look mangy. It was somewhat far away, so I couldn't really like it, um, like specific details about it. But it definitely like unnerved me. That was like one of the spookiest things about that. Um, that is there, trip.
0: Is there like neighbors that live right there, or?
1: Um, the only thing
0: because I think it's just like all open field around the Yeah, ranch, the right? only thing that's out there
1: is that little um that research station what do they call it Black Wolf there's like a yeah there's, there's like a Skinwalker research station it's just like a building and they have like a sign or something I can't yeah, remember what it's, it's called it's kind that. of like a touristy thing yeah. I remember
2: I maybe seeing one house I think there's two houses right across the street from each other or something yeah. like that out in the middle of nowhere yeah. But when I saw these these dogs, it wasn't anywhere near any, anything. 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 I mean, 25 it's, miles between... What gets me, we though... ...to the nearest town or house or...
1: Yeah. What gets me, though, is, like, if we saw the same dog, you went in, what, 2000... What?
2: 2021? 2021. And
1: I went in, it was, like, last year. So, 2022. Yeah, so, you, so, that dog would have been...
2: You could
0: draw a parallel between that, like obviously this vastly different time frame mm-hmm. of seeing the same dogs. And then you wrap it back around to the stories of the dire wolves. Like, what if these dogs are the offspring of the dire wolves or in some kind of relation to that? But you think about, like, okay, why would you have this, this feral looking black dog in a chihuahua?
1: That's so, so weird. First of all,
0: if you have a chihuahua, they don't go out and wander around. They're yeah. house dogs. They're little lap dogs. Little, yeah, and they, it's just, they stay in the house. So it's
2: like, why would you should tell that to my neighbors? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well,
0: that's a problem that'll solve itself if the chihuahuas out, you know, wandering in the street in the dark. And you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you think about it, like, why would why would you pair up this feral-looking, scary black dog with a little chihuahua? You know, mm-hmm. and it's to me, it's a simple idea. If I was Trying to attack somebody, I would want to draw them in. Ooh. So, naturally, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, if you're wandering around in the place you shouldn't be and you have see a cute little,
2: little harmless 2 yeah, and you're going to go, hey, buddy, what's
0: up? And next thing you know, a black dog it's is just like clapped on your throat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, get out of here. You don't want to be here. This place is. But, but that's so interesting that you guys had the same experience. You know, eight, eight years apart. Yeah.
2: And the one that I saw, saw was, we, it's, we were driving down the highway and it was right in the middle, just sitting like it was waiting for us. Didn't move either. We drove up, had to drive around it because it was just sitting there. And then as soon as we drove past it, then it stood up and walked the rest of the way across the street.
1: It was almost like, all right, you saw something cool, now get the hell out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is all you're getting, this fucking leave. Our, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, there's... It was It was scary. We we went up to the gate, too. Did, um, you
2: get to, uh, did you get told to leave? Uh-uh.
1: It was... We went up to the gate. This was when... Um, with Brandon Fugle or whatever, so I don't know what if they have like different protocols for you know people that are curious because obviously people are I'm sure they get visitors. Oh, you know, guaranteed all the time. People want to check it out, but there's that house, that little homestead. What you call it, Homestead One? Yeah, it's uh,
0: Homestead One is closer to the gate, I believe.
1: And it's right next to the gate.
0: So there's there's a house that the caretakers actually live in, mm-hmm. and then. I can't remember, like, the order of it, but, like, Homestead 2 is more in the heart, and that's where all the crazy shit happens. Yeah. But even in the house, that the, uh, uh fuck, what was their names? The family lived the there. The Shermans. The Shermans. That they lived in the house, and they had all that paranormal stuff happened.
2: So they had locks on the inside and the outside of every window, door, cabinet, Everything in the house. Yeah. They, had,
1: they had those big chains and like collars too. The outside yeah. of the house, right? Yeah. And they're like, "What are they chaining up out here?" Well, so, either
2: they just had like really strict food rules, or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, we don't want our
0: kids getting chubby, <laughs> so paranormal we're paranormal
2: activity everything. opening up the well, the, aliens coming into the house to get snacks or just, <laughs> I don't know. well, the
0: the wife, uh, Mrs. Sherman. There was the story that she went to the. Went into town to get groceries, bought like a week's worth of groceries, brought them inside, put them all away, went to the bathroom, came back out. All the groceries were taken out of the cabinets and out of the fridge, Put back in the bags, back in the counter. Oh, my gosh. Like dick move, poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, another one was that she was very habitual that when she would take a shower, she would take her hairbrush and a towel in the bathroom with her. And then she would always lock the door because that's something she did her whole life. Yeah. So she locked the door, took her shower, and when she came out, her towel and hairbrush were gone. And the towel was in the next room, but she didn't find her hairbrush till like, days later. She found it in the freezer.
1: What the hell? That's so crazy. But then,
0: <laughs> around that time, Mr. Sherman was using a an auger, you know, a post hole digger big gas powered job with the big auger blade on it mm. set it down turned around and grab something when he turned back you're talking like a second it's disappeared he found it three weeks later in the top, on of, the top tree. of the tree what yeah. how
1: does that so the whole rig was gone
2: yeah in a second
0: it's it's something
1: man portable obviously but, but it's, still, it's still
0: heavy and you're not going to lug it up you know a 40 foot tree
2: so, so what do you think it is like portals you,
0: you know i think it's a series of things i I think there's something specific about that land that kind of enables all this stuff to happen simultaneously, whether it's, uh, poltergeist, paranormal, UFO, UAP, the portals, the different creatures, all these things where it's, it's kind of like maybe a dead zone of some kind that just allows all this shit to happen at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah. Because
0: it's, you think about some of the other places like, um. In uh, Puerto Rico, just off the coast, it's like a hot spot for UAPs, but they yeah. don't see Bigfoot or anything else over there. It's just UAPs. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, some of the spots just off of the coast of California where they see USOs all the time. But again, they're not seeing all these different things. They're just seeing just that. Wait, what, what's a what USO? Okay. Uh, underwater...
1: Oh, so okay. it's like a UFO bond. Underwater. Yeah, but underwater. Oh, okay. But there are there are other
0: places, especially here in America, because you have Mount Shasta, and you have uh, Appalachia. Well, yeah. That are they're, they're all experiencing a lot of these very similar things, where it's you know UFOs and cryptids and this and this and this. But I don't think any of them are quite as like comprehensive as Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. No. I have. know
2: one of the theories on the show is that the way that the ground. The layers of the different components inside the ground, like iron, and then, like, you know, all the different minerals that are in the ground, the way that it's layered um, causes it to act like a natural battery. So it stores and retains energy or gives off energy, also. So it could be kind of like a charging station, but I'm sure that there's other places around the world that are also have similar... Um, composites. Com- composites, yeah.
1: Yeah, what do they call those uh, in, like, myth or whatever, like, ley lines or whatever, like, points of energy? Yeah,
2: I, I try to look up
0: to see if that fell on ley lines, and it really... I didn't find anything, so I'm going to assume it doesn't. Yeah. But I, I do like that idea of the ground basically being a battery, because watching that uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, and the guy's doing the the lidar in the ground Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah like eight feet down there's something weird going on there but then there was another episode where uh travis taylor was like in his trailer suddenly started feeling woozy and then he's like i'm gonna go stand in the shed for a second and the shed's you know a big metal shed it's basically a faraday cage right and he walks in there and he's like son of a bitch what the you know feels totally better instantly better Right. so it's and i believe that everything is made out of frequency anyway yeah so what if just like what's in the ground combined with air pressure is creating all these different frequencies and maybe there are just certain points where the frequency is just right to open a portal or to vibe on a frequency of you know another dimension or something like right. that yeah. so we're temporarily getting temporarily getting like these overlaps between a parallel reality where like maybe in the next reality, dire wolves are still alive. So we have these overlaps in frequency and that's how
1: we're able to see them. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. not actually there. We're just like looking through the veil. Well, they found evidence of that kind of thing in uh, the show too. Like I watched that, I was doing some like research on it, you know, brushing up. And uh, in the show, the episode I was watching, they did the, um, they had the, their readings were going off the charts at like certain points on the ranch. And so what they did was they did that that thing where they like triangulated the exact position and it was like in the sky and they like sent that balloon up to
2: like measure it or whatever. And it disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, like where the hell is this? Well, I think that a really interesting thing for those guys to do would be to, like you said, everything's frequencies, right? And everything's different. Um, Vibrations, of hmm. electromagnetic energy, and your brain is like a like an antenna, and it receives you know light or it, see, it receives sound and that's sound waves. Um, so I think that an interesting thing that they could probably try is to have people using different psychedelics on the ranch to see what (laughs) they see. That would be so cool. I am a thousand (laughs) percent and I volunteer DMT or like ayahuasca on the ranch. Imagine
1: tripping on the ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Like is it real or is it you know
2: you don't know. Just to change your brain frequency and see if you can see something else that
1: yeah or trip and like ask one of the entities that you're tripping you know that you see when you're tripping be like hey what's what's the deal with this? (laughs) You know, and it's funny
0: because on, uh, one of the episodes I just did about sleep paralysis, you know, I kind of started talking about psychedelics and kind of how that puts you in a slipstream between your conscious and your subconscious mind where you're more open and susceptible to things. So I honestly, I think that's a great idea because me personally being very open minded about everything, like I'm, I'm a skeptical believer is kind of the way I put myself. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I believe in these things, but there's a certain amount of I have to see it. Well, before there's I know also it's a
2: real. bunch of horseshit out there. That people there's a are ton. Just of horse shit. around, you know.
0: But yeah, I, I think uh, under the influence of psychedelic, where I can kind of dislocate from my conscious mind. That's that's like want scientific uh, reasoning and things like that, where I can break free from that and get away from kind of any facet of like, I have to see the truth versus I'm open to seeing the truth. Right. Yeah. You've done them. You've done them. You, you know how that is where you're just, you're not capable of your normal thought process. Right. Like that's completely blocked off. So
1: dude, I would totally be down. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary to me too, though, because of the whole like nature thing we were talking about, like nature doesn't want you here. So like what, like, trip, like, doing that on the ranch would be, like, I would be, I'd be scared, like, you know, like, what if you trip and, you know, something happens to you?
2: Oh, you definitely have to have a handler. Yeah. You, <laughs> need, oh, yeah. you need
1: a tripsitter who's <laughs> yeah. completely straight. Right? Yeah. yeah, or, like, what if you come out of it you're catatonic, <coughs> you know? like you Come out of it what? Like, you're catatonic, like you're... Or what uh, if
2: you come out of it and you've seen the other side, and You've seen the other side. What well, right? if
0: you come out with yeah. the answers? I think yeah. it's a gamble yeah. you have to take. Yeah, like yeah. that guy that
1: got that a head injury or whatever on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Winterton. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's such a weird injury too. Cause I was watching one of the episodes. Well, no, it was it was a different show. I think it was Ancient Aliens, and he was on there talking about it, and it was like the fatty tissue that keeps your your skin strapped to your skull somehow dislocated, right. and doctors couldn't figure it out. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not even gonna fucking speculate, but. It seems so weird to me because even people who have head injuries where, you know, peels back their muffin cap, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, eventually it heals back over, but his hasn't healed. And it's like there's no external injury. So that's such a strange thing to me. Because at first, when I watched that episode where it happened, I was like, oh my god, this is horseshit. (laughs) But the the longer it's been, and the more I've kind of looked into things that have happened there, then you go, you know what? That seems pretty legit.
2: Yeah. 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 Really. So he uh, so I was at Fanomicon just this past September, and he gave a presentation, and uh, was talking about. Uh, I got a piddle. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Give
1: okay. You the truth Sorry. Go ahead. Check So
2: cheap. yeah, we were. Uh, me and my brother went to Phenomicon, uh this past year and a lot of the, guy, the cast members from the show, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, were there and gave presentations and then they had a whole panel with all of them there, like question and answer type thing. But he was saying that Thomas Winterton, he's the manager, ranch manager, he was saying that the biggest thing that's affected him is like the things that follow him home. From the ranch, Oh. so there's stuff that are that him and his family are experiencing that he believes are tied to him being on the ranch and
1: oh, so like the ranch is like attached itself to him,
2: right? Almost like like a spiritual attachment, or like an entity is attached to him personally, and all the guys there actually say that they now experience stuff at their own houses and and uh, in their own lives. Yeah, off the ranch,
1: that would that would scare me. Yeah. If I like got had a chance to work there, I would be like, I would not want that stuff following me home.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's always like a scary prospect with anything that's kind of paranormal in nature, of it following you home. Like, even some of the you know ghost hunters and shit that I watch, they talk about. Even the hardcore skeptics sometimes right. are like, yeah, dude, it's, whatever it was, it was stuck with me when I yeah. went home. I could feel it again, and yeah, it's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. What yeah. else did you
1: ex- did you see there? Because you, you got to like hear a lot of those guys talk, didn't you? Well, yeah. and you got to take a shit next to Travis Walton. Oh, true. yeah.
2: It's true. <laughs> what did she say about it? What did she say about there it? Was like, no <laughs> there was no sound. There was <laughs> no sound.
3: no <laughs> sound.
2: Yeah, I was pooping and then I came out to wash my hands. And, uh, you know, when you're pooping you notice somebody's shoes next to you while you're pooping and uh what did his
1: shoes tell you about him distinguished distinguished distinguished, distinguished do you think heard. that the the aliens thought the same thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it was just what they put up there but yeah you
3: know, no sound <laughs> but, but, you know yeah
2: he, all of a sudden dude came out and I was looking at him in the mirror like man this guy looks does he look fake Like, does he look like a why do I know this guy from somewhere. And then went back out there. You should have and then he sat down at his table. He was like selling his book and some art uh, drawings or pictures or something. And signing them and selling those. And doing like meet and greets with the fans and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit, that's the Fire in the Sky guy. I just pooped next to the Fire, Fire in the Sky, the Sky guy. guy.
1: Like <laughs> You know, your experience was like traumatizing and everything. But do you think that's like with all the publicity and, like, you have your book, do you think, like, would you do it again? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be
2: more inclined to I, ask I kinda him. I kind of wanted to go talk to him, but I didn't know what to say. Like, we just how's like that shit. butthole? Yeah, you bonded <laughs> <pawned it> together. <laughs> what
0: would you think about that two-ply in
3: there?
2: <laughs> you know, I... Well, what was weird is that I was sitting there watching him, and at the same time, uh, the lady from the Expedition Bigfoot show, she's a doctor... A primatologist was uh, giving a presentation about like but she was showing video of her in uh, Madagascar when they found this new uh, species of lemur discovered this new species of lemur and so she was showing how they like tracked this thing through the jungle and like chased it up this tree and then shot it with the tranquilizer and then eventually got the lemur and like was doing all these tests and stuff on it and I was just watching that Travis Walton guy just like see if he was going to have a traumatic injury. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want flashbacks ask him, like, or something.
0: What is it they did to you in the ship that makes your hair the same color right? at 77 years old? It is mm-hmm. a
2: beautiful mm-hmm. copper gold. <laughs> color yeah. Lights. It's
0: it's either that or just for men made that just for him. <laughs> just mm-hmm. for Travis. Like this is the Travis Walton color. <laughs> copper top. Copper top. Goes with those distinguished shoes.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I would highly suggest, uh, if you have the chance, to go to Phenomicon if you're into this type of stuff.
0: So, like, the the wildest part about you talking about that, that we've talked about outside of this, was uh, talking about uh, Dragon. Because oh, yeah. on on the show, he just seems like such a tool, oh, you said he was, so, it was really cool, and I trust your instincts, so... Yeah. we were talking him. about that. That really totally made me change how I perceive him.
2: So, in... On the panel, I, th- I thought the same thing. It was like, this guy, this guy can't be serious. Like, he's so corny. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, he reminds but, me like, of St. brothers. <laughs> call me Dragon. Call me yeah. hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: like, how can you take this guy serious? And then you told me so that So on story. the panel,
2: like, they're all sitting there talking. And it's like, somebody will ask a question and they all kind of go through and and uh, answer it and give their take on it. And he was just, like, fucking ribbing everybody, like... He's kind of like a joker. Yeah. He seems actually... Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah,
1: Dave told me the story of how he got the name, and I was like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense about how he, like, it was the name of (laughs) the... Yeah, he, like, inherited it.
0: I wonder if, like, when people call him Dragon, he's just like, (laughs) ugh, My name is Bryant. My name's Bryant.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is a cool name, though, like... He could have had, like, a way, like, dumber name. I don't
2: know. (laughs) Yeah. So I think what's interesting... About the the um, the ranch and the surrounding area, this if you go see the the pictographs, like I was talking about earlier, um, they have these beings, or people in the pictographs with like horns, oh, with the helmets on, with the helmets, yeah, and um, so they said that they were the ant people, is what their name translates to, but. Apparently, the name for ant is Anu, and people is Naki, so Naki were the ant people that visited the ancient people from the skies in their native tradition. Interesting. And so that's kind of what the pictographs depict. There's also that story
0: about um, this uh, native gal lives in the area, and she remembers being a child looking out the window and seeing this bright light and this craft landed like right in the front yard and her grandpa was like just stay here you know i'll go i'll go handle it and these you know what they described as little grays came out and he went out and talked to them like they were old friends and then they got back in their ship and fucked off and he went back inside and the granddaughter was like whoa what's happening he's like yeah they're the star people they you know come every once in a while we talk and they leave like it's a totally normal ass thing for them I guess they didn't like his
1: shoes or something yeah they were like you don't have <laughs> copper colored hair you get fucking hurt uh, we talked about this <laughs> yeah that's crazy I can't imagine like having like an experience like that to where you're like on like a you know lack of a better word like first name basis with these things you know
0: yeah but how many people can say like yeah my buddy Jerry is a fucking alien yeah like that would be cool.
2: I wonder yeah. if he actually like spoke to them too, or just like went outside and <laughs> tractor beam. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, like uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, that word probably starts with, with the
2: T. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: What? So was he? Sorry, I would was say he
2: telekinesis? But yeah. that's not it. Telepathy. 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 That's yeah.
1: It. So was he? He was native. You said yeah. Guy? Was he from Fort Duchesne, or is he just like another yeah, he, somewhere uh, on another res? Yeah, he lived
0: in the res right there. Oh, so, oh, okay. But they, their house was outside of the res, oh. or like on that very edge or something like that. Like like Ballard or yeah, something, like yeah, a little town in between. Like vast open space outside.
1: Yeah, because really there's just, there's Roosevelt, and then there's that... Uh, then there's Ballard, which they basically seem like they're part of the same town. Like, yeah, I was watching this show last night
0: um, to try to brush up, and it was uh, Alien Highway. If you get the chance to watch it, pass. It's silly, <laughs> but they were like, uh, they were in Ballard, and they're talking to talking to this guy about his experience, and obviously he's like way more interesting than them. But I'm not saying the show is bad. I'm just saying I think. I've watched so many different shows with different personalities that they're all starting to meld together mm-hmm. and that none of them are special anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, the show was only filmed like a year or two ago. So it was under Brandon Fugle's ownership and under, uh was it, Dragon and Caleb's security. And they like pull up, not even to the gate, they pull up on the road right in front and you can see the, the sign. You know, it says stop, private property or whatever. And they're sitting there and these cars come rushing down the road towards, towards them, them from the ranch. And they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, it's a public road right there. What are they going to do?
1: Yeah, like, when I went when I went there with my aunt, like, they didn't do anything. I mean, there was that homestead one. There was two people outside, but, like, by their truck or something. And they were talking. And, like, we pulled up and they just stopped and, like, turned and were just staring at us. And we were just like, um, okay, I guess it's time to leave but it's funny that you got or that you had that experience with like the cops and stuff' cause like
2: yeah actually my brother when they were there they the cops told them to leave and so they left and they had to stop again and uh my nephew, I guess we'd just eaten dinner right before that, and we went my nephew had to take a shit, <laughs> so he jumps out of the car and goes into the bushes to go take a Take it down. Lo and behold, right. Travis Walton is next to him. Cop <laughs> cars pull up. Take your shoes shine off. Shine their big flat, big spotlight out there to see what they do. <laughs> He's <laughs> just shit. <laughs> waving at the police. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> man, I had to go. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, they kind of saw Sasquatch, I guess. Sasquatch. The wolf is over there, just like always doing for the you the Sasquatch. To
1: <laughs> like, what are some of the other uh, like? Paranormal tropes, you know, that kind of common things that happen there at the ranch. Because there's like, there's aliens, there's portals, cryptids.
0: Yeah, uh, the cryptids are the thing that they don't talk about a whole lot because most of the time they're only seen like in fleeting glimpses. Um, But yeah, there's the one like you were talking about, the portal opened and this big humanoid creature like crawled out of it, got up, walked off. And I've heard another story that's almost identical but he, like, crawled out of this portal, got up, walked a few feet, got into another portal, and fucked off. Yeah. And then there's, um, maybe not as much paranormal, but, um, defies nature of science. There's, like, weird radiation hotspots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's, um, uh, tons of microwave bursts just in the air that just happen at random. Or, like, in the one episode where, um, uh, they brought out all this thermal imaging technology and they pointed it at homestead 2 and they were playing a track of this rabbi doing this chant that alleged allegedly opens portals and then you could see the trees around homestead 2 just suddenly heat up by nine degrees and nine degrees is a big swing yeah Yeah. especially in celsius like it's the wide open space yeah in the middle of Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's already cold at night and then suddenly it warms up by 9 degrees. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's completely strange. Yeah, and then you know, you have the dire wolves. I've heard some of the other stuff about Bigfoot being around the area, but I think Bigfoot just watches from a distance like I ain't going in there. Do you, yeah.
1: Do you think Bigfoot's like almost like a, you know, primordial guardian of these like hot spots?
2: Cuz he's also seen around Mount Shasta. Yeah, yeah, and the we, Appalachia. Yeah. Because, Trail. like,
1: speaking of direwolves and stuff, like, I know back east they have those, uh, like, dogmen. Like the, um, like those big, like those almost, like, werewolf-like um, entities. Oh, here comes a cat.
2: <laughs> Fish, get down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually an interesting prospect. I never really thought of that. Because, yeah, like you said, he, Bigfoot's been spotted around there. right. And the Appalachian Trail and then other areas like, um, in the Northern region of the U S and in the border of Canada, things like that, where some of the other weird shit has gone on too. Right.
2: So at the Phenomicon thing, the Bigfoot, uh, expedition Bigfoot people were there also and they gave their talks and we actually did, me and my brother did a lunch with the cast and, uh, They were talking about how the one lady is a primatologist, so she believes that if Sasquatch exists, then it is most likely a... Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus type, or descendant of Gigantopithecus. Wait, uh, what is Gigantopithecus like?
1: Is that what they classify Bigfoot as? No, it was a a real creature that actually really existed Yeah. Like, they have, like, fossils and stuff over yeah. it.
0: Yeah, there was a skull that was... Uh, this uh, archaeologist happened to be passing by this shop. And I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was in an Asian country. Saw this giant fucking skull. What kind of humanoid nature? In Tibet? Yeah, in I in think it Pacific was. Island? But he bought it. Sent it to uh
2: mm.
0: his friends back home. And they identified it. And it was a primate. But they... Uh, like, reverse-engineered it in cat or whatever to show that this primate was, like, eight and a half feet tall. Dude, and, oh, that... I and wonder. so, they, since then, they've found other sets of bones and things that match that same skull. Oh. So, they believed it was a race of really huge
1: primates. Or I wonder if that ties into the whole, like, story of, like, the Nephilim and the giants, you know? Like, the, like that story that I we, we've kind of talked about a while back, the like the giant of Kandahar or whatever. Yeah. I think there's got to be some correlation, but like, yeah. Like our giants are Bigfoot. Like, are they like a sub race of giants or like the Nephilim or something, you know? And like, how do they tie into the ranch, you know?
0: <clears throat> Has there I, been
1: any reports of stuff like that at Skidwalker
0: Ranch? I haven't seen anything about giants or, or I mean, I've seen <clears throat> some of the Bigfoot stuff, but it's like Spencer said, it's more outlying like yeah. outside. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the 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 wolves are the guardians of the ranch but the bigfoot is like no you guys fucking stay there yeah yeah <clears throat> he's
2: the caretaker he's he's, he's the, caretaker. the
0: king kong <laughs> for paranormal bullshit
2: yeah yeah really interesting but one of the one of the cast members so she believes that it's primate and then the other guy believes that it's more of like a an entity or possibly uh, extraterrestrial and stuff like Bigfoot is actually an alien yeah
1: like they don't necessarily need to have like craft like they can just like people are like well why isn't there any like evidence of them and stuff it's like well why couldn't they just like move in, in and out of dimensions portals. portals cause like I remember like when I was younger like doing research and stuff on it like where they talked about these aliens are able to almost like be in our dimension and another dimension at the same time like half and half and that's why you can't see them yeah because mm-hmm. they can just move in and out in between dimensions and it's like who's to say like bigfoot couldn't do something like that like, Why? why like why does bigfoot have to be like this creature why couldn't he be like like you said like a an alien like a hyper intelligent alien or something
0: yeah i i I would think that they <clears throat> lack intelligence because when you hear all those stories about, you know, Bigfoot or Yeti or whatever, all those related things, it, uh, people who have somewhat interactions with them, they seem like, like they're stupid. Yeah, like they're like yeah, they're they're an they, animal. They, they almost have childlike instincts. And that know. makes
1: me think that they're like these primordial guardians of nature or something because, you know, they do have these like innate abilities. To move maybe through the dimensions and stuff, but they don't really, um, they don't really like bother us because they're, you know, they're protecting nature or they're like something like that. It's kind I, of hippie shit, but like, I, I feel could like
0: see that, but I could also see like them being, um, kind of descendants because it's, it's believed that, um, I'm gonna get all the terminology fucked up here, but like Neanderthals, Cro Magnon Man, um, homo erectus all that like we are a product of the interbreeding of cavemen essentially right. yeah so who's to say that one of
2: those breeds th- just didn't turn into
0: a yeah that they just didn't evolve ape. and that they just became what bigfoot is yeah. and their higher level brain functions are gone yeah. like they have the most basic instincts to like uh eat destroy and fuck basically mm-hmm. I know a
2: couple of people like that at work <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna name any names, but I, I, I could guess. But
0: but yeah, wouldn't that be like the perfect, uh, protector? Like if if you were an alien species and you're like, yeah, we don't want to actually be there to protect nature, but what if we take this idiot <laughs> like, who's like wicked fucking strong and scary and just make them the protector, and then we'll uh, just reward them with like berries. Yeah, and it might not even
1: be like all of nature in general but these like hot spots like skinwalker ranch that are you know dangerous that could be potentially just
2: need a, a, a guardian a guardian or something yeah
0: so they're like the like the godzilla yeah so it's basically the bigfoot <clears throat> is there to fuck up any other cryptids yeah and just to keep order <laughs> Yeah, exactly
2: he's got all the dire wolves tamed down and stuff. Mm.
0: Yeah, he like rides him. <laughs> Bigfoot riding a tiger, wolf in a <laughs> battle. Yeah, I, I, there's got to be a got to
2: make that a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god, I
0: would
1: buy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you could do like like a two or three day camp out at Skinwalker Ranch, would you?
1: Oh yeah, 100. Yes. percent. But so you have cool. to stay the whole time. That'd be a, oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be like a once in a lifetime opportunity. I would totally do oh, it. Oh for sure. <clears throat> would you do it? Oh, guaranteed.
0: Yeah. Like I don't care if I, my fatty
1: tissue disassembles. <laughs> Okay, what kind of... Uh, so you only have, say, if you did that, you only have, like, three days, what kind of uh, testing? Like, what if you could bring anything to the ranch to test or to, um, you know, do whatever out there, what would you do? Oh, solid question. Like, are we assuming money is no object? Yeah, you got Brandon. Brandon's in your back pocket. Oh, okay. Mesa. okay. Like, you're basically on the show, but you can do, you know, whatever you want. So, number one is
0: cameras. Yeah. Like, not just... Uh, you don't want like run of the mill GoPros. You want as, as good of cameras as you get. You want cameras that are recording in FLIR, uh, infrared, night vision, all running simultaneously. Yeah. Because you want all these overlapping fields of view. Like, I'm basically, you're going to have a rig strapped to me with 10 different cameras that all mm-hmm. see in different modes. Um, <clears throat> like, you definitely want the ability to. Read electromagnetic fields but not with your your chintzy little ghost hunting emf detector k2 meter whatever you want to call it yeah you want something a little
1: bit higher end it makes you wonder though too because i know the, like the government nids right mm-hmm. they own the ranch like what i wonder what what kind of testing they they've done because well, they wasn't
2: wasn't government was it i thought it no was. that was that was started by bigelow yeah that's oh. so National robert Institute bigelow
3: owned it
0: And he created NIDS, but the government funded them like, $22 million to do this research. Which is part of why, like, in a podcast with uh, Sean Ryan, he asked to see Robert Bigelow's uh, data. And they said no, right? Yeah, he told him no. But I can imagine that a good chunk of that is, like, that's government-held, classified. classified.
1: Oh, yeah. So maybe they did find... It just
2: makes you wonder what they did find and, and why is it that Bigelow... Isn't able to release it. Wasn't able or isn't willing to release it and runs a deeply funded uh, military aerospace program. Yeah. So
0: he's, maybe they- he's into all kinds of shit. So like part of me <clears throat> thinks maybe he just got bored with it because yeah. he probably figured like, yeah, weird shit happens. We're never really going to have answers because of limited technology or whatever. But like one of the programs he's into is this life after death program where trying to study what happens to your consciousness, to your mind after you die and all that, which is like a whole weird thing because the part of their program is literally being there when people die, right? which is weird in and of itself. But he's into that. He's got an aerospace program and part of that gets a huge amount of funding from the government. And then there's some other, like, small projects he's into that are also kind of niche. Not, you know, like, oh, let's build a cool plane. It's like, oh, let's analyze, you know, spirituality or whatever. Like, he's got a, a bunch of different things going on.
2: Well, I think that some of those things correlate with each other, though. Like, the whole UFOs and aliens, if they are interdimensional and... Maybe he's looking into like your when your body dies and your spirit enters this other reality. It's just a crossover between one dimension to another because the energy doesn't die; it just releases mm-hmm. your body. So it's like your energy is powering this body, and then once your body dies and the energy just moves on, doesn't need this physical form anymore. Yeah, you into just get, a different reality.
0: You just leave your meat spacesuit.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can see how those things are interconnected, and the thing that I think is super interesting is that when you do die, right before you die, your brain produces DMT mm-hmm. and puts you in this altered state. Oh yeah, that goes into to the... enter into this other realm. It kind of goes into the whole psychedelic thing you were talking about. Yeah. God
0: How crazy be. would it be to like? to be on the ranch and let's say um, you take a higher dosage of mushrooms let's just keep it in mushrooms so it's simple and like you know how you have that kind of phase where you're transitioning into a full trip like in that moment if you were to stay in a tent you know until you're like full-blown tripping and then you go outside and suddenly... Would you, you
2: can, be able to go outside? <laughs> you know, I'd
0: like to think in the moment I'd be brave. The senator would be like, all right,
1: come on, buddy. You're like, no, no <laughs> I don't want to go. Bring me the bucket again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did it, can somebody order pizza? <laughs> no, but like, what if you waited until you were full-blown trip and, you know, you get past your ego death and all that, you're into like the good part, and then you step outside and suddenly... You can see all of it as a whole. How fucking bananas would that be?
2: Yeah. And how it,
1: like... I wish we had something that could, like, detect that. Or, like, something that could, like, put... You could... See, almost like on a TV screen, you know? Be like, you could see someone's trip. And see, like, what they're doing. Yeah. Or what they're seeing. Bigelow probably has oh, the technology. Yeah. Bigelow, I'm sure Bigelow's
2: got <laughs> it. Get the scientists working on the tube technology.
1: Yeah. Chop, chop. I think at the very
0: least, you would if you were to do that as an experiment, which I totally volunteer, you need to have all of your kind of biosensors on, Mm -hmm. right? You need to be able to read pulse and body temperature and all the, to see how nominal your body is functioning. But you also have to have a baseline of like, uh, you know, when your body's at rest or when your body's in physical work and things like that. So you have a you know, comparability. Right. Like, on the show...
2: Uh, Comparable baseline.
1: Yeah. yeah. They, they got those... They gave them those watches or whatever. You know, like, Homeboy was like, Hey, I got this... Uh, uh, I got everybody these vital detectors so we can see, you know... what Yeah, everybody's. and then, then you never hear about it ever again. Yeah, <laughs> see, that that's the other thing, too, is, like, if they do find something on... Like, something... Like, a breakthrough, a real breakthrough on the ranch. Like... Would they even release it? You know, people are like, Well they're like they ne- they never find anything substantial. It's like, Well shit, if they found something substantial, you really think the powers that would be would really like like Bigelow and the government would really let you release that sort of thing without their permission? No. No. So that's why like all the juicy stuff's behind lock and key, you know.
2: Well yeah, that uh so it turns out that um that uh Travis Taylor the astrophysicist guy was actually working for the government, oh, unbeknownst yeah. unbeknownst to Brandon Pugl. He talked about that in the in that podcast on the Sean show. Yeah. Um, how they didn't know that he was kind of like reporting back to the government about what they're doing there and mm-hmm. and what they've found. and Probably to keep things if they did find something crazy under yeah. wraps. Yeah. Do you think Brandon Fugle had to like sign an NDA or something before he
1: bought the ranch, like prerequisite?
0: No. So he asked to be anonymous. <clears throat> so when he bought it, he's like, I don't want to be tied to it. I don't want people to know that I own it. Like he didn't even tell his friends and his family. Oh. And it wasn't, when it went up for sale, it wasn't like a public thing that it was for sale. Robert Bigelow heard about Brandon Fugel, called him to come over and they sat down he, and Bigelow was like, "I'm going to I want to sell you this place. I think he'd be a good pick." Yeah, because he's he's this huge real estate developer here in the state and right,
2: in City Creek and that's like, interesting
0: yeah.
1: though because and,
2: Point and shit like that.
1: Because Brandon Fugel is Mormon, right? So yeah. it makes me yeah. like Like, why did he pick this, like, staunch Mormon to investigate paranormal stuff, you know? Because he he, had the money to do it. He had the money, yeah. Yeah. And, like, like you were telling me that, like, him and Dragon met on their mission, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's funny to me to think that, like, this staunch Mormon, you know, has the capacity to, like, be like, oh, wow, there's some paranormal stuff going on here.
3: Well,
0: according to him, at first, he wasn't a believer in any way, shape, or form. He was pretty skeptical about everything. Yeah. And then <clears throat> like I was telling you about the the guy, the physician at Area 51. Yeah, that was cool. And that was like his first day at the ranch too when he took the Area 51 guy there. And all this shit happened in one day and suddenly he went from like hardcore skeptical to uh an experiencer. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, uh, well,
1: this stuff's real you know how yeah. did that to me <laughs> and
0: that's then he like ramped everything up and like dumped all this money into it and built infrastructure and things like that to actually be able to study it in a real way yeah,
2: yeah. I think that I, it seems like they're doing a pretty good job of like taking it step by step and like trying to actually do things that might produce an answer yeah. produce a
1: result have you seen the, like, the, all the seasons of the show? Like, I've, I've only seen, like, a few episodes, if I'm being honest. Because it's kind of hard to watch. It's, like, it's super interesting, and I love the idea of it. But, like, some of the people on the show, they're just kind of corny.
0: <laughs> well, some of
2: the
1: tests have been kind of Mickey Mouse to me. Yeah.
0: Like. In the, in the first,
2: yeah. The first
0: yeah. season is is definitely kind of, like. This seems a little silly. It does get a lot better. Oh, it does? It, it gets way more interesting because they bring in more like, experts in their own field. Right. And it, like he said, they take it step by step and they're building collective data instead of just being like, well, we tried this one thing and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, okay, we're going to bring Or in... just sitting
2: out there and waiting for something to happen. They're actually seeing things that like will trigger response. And that's what it seems like, is that Whatever's there is, responds to things that are being done, or things that are going on. So it's responsive and um, seems intelligent. The responses.
0: It is, and and I like again oh. how they're layering different data. Like they're they're getting, they got the guy into uh, you know do the lidar underground. And they were doing the test with the helicopter above the sky and things like that. So they're kind of building a case right. towards yeah. the whole thing instead of just, okay, we want to we want to solve just this portal thing or we just want to see about the UAPs or whatever. It's, yeah, it is wrong. very collective in what they're doing. And I can see that show running like 10 seasons oh, easily because yeah. there's yeah.
2: so much shit. Well, it seems like every time they do a test for a certain thing, they'll get another question about, well, this is doing this. You know, we're getting this, you know, abnormal reading here for some reason. Now we got to build it, set up a test to see why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they were... uh, Like, I remember them... Like, vaguely remember them talking about it. um, How they said that, like, the ranch is almost like an entity. Like, it almost messes with them. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like... You know, yeah, like you said, something crazy will happen and it, like, just makes more questions, you know? Right. The only thing I...
0: I struggle with about that show anymore is like it's become a trope of they're doing a test oh suddenly all the equipment failed yeah and and I know that's actually happening but it's so frustrating at the point of like oh my god it seemed like we were about to get somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that it's like, you don't have to show us anymore is your phone malfunctioning. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, we get like the we're, phone we're, my, mal-
2: my phone malfunctions every day. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: I'm, I'm past that one. Or It's called T-Mobile.
2: It's <laughs> fucking T-Mobile. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Yeah. But, like, the guy with the drone, that his, like, $35,000 drone, yeah. like, mm-hmm. crapped out on him yeah. and, like like my phone is definitely way less technological than his drone so that's that is crazy it's oh, don't give sure. it's it's like an interesting phenomenon well that was
2: one of the things that they talked about on the on when they did their panel is like everything that they do takes so long because equipment failures like yeah. just unprecedented equipment failures they, yeah they say it's super frustrating even even just to get simple shit done like digging a trench from one place to another to run the lines for the cameras yeah there, the the cuz they have uh cameras that run all the time that you can actually log on on your computer and watch the cameras oh yeah, really? cuz it's
0: it's all on uh
1: Google Earth yeah oh i i wonder have they have they done like any like holistic approaches to it like bringing like You know, maybe if you could find a native shaman that is willing... Yeah, so, yeah, they've done some
0: stuff like that. Like the one is, uh, they brought this rabbi on. Yeah. And he had this chant that was supposed to be able to open portals. And so they did him, like, doing the chant live. And they recorded it, and they were having these weird influxes happening. And then later on, they got this guy out with uh, this really high-tech infrared camera... Like I was talking about, and it was pointed at homestead too, and they played that chant again
1: over a loudspeaker, and you could see the temperature raised by nine degrees. that's so interesting so it makes you wonder if it's like specifically um like the the certain beliefs because like you have like this native shaman and then you have this rabbi, but they're both you said they both like uh Produce these effects, or did you say that the shaman? There was like a shaman on the, or is it just a the rabbi?
2: There was a Native American uh, on one of the earlier episodes. I think in season one, they had uh, some Native American elders go out there to give a blessing on the land, and yeah, it, they,
1: they detected
2: different variations and. In... I can't remember. I don't know if they were even monitoring. They just kind of had them out there to give give them blessing for what they were doing, yeah. and teach them. <laughs> How to approach this in a respectful way,
1: yeah, it just it makes you wonder if it's like specifically because of them or if it's just like your human your innate connection to thereafter you know like like anybody could really affect it if they had enough um like if it, like their own your own force could like manipulate these energies and stuff
3: well
0: and we were
1: talking about that the other day, <clears throat> you and I about. Yeah
0: um speaking to you know paranormal or anything kind of related to that the strength of your character and the strength of your conviction of what you're saying could have a huge effect and it's just a belief i don't know i've never talked to a fucking ghost or anything but yeah. the the general principle was is like if you're being plagued by a ghost let's say in your own house the people who are, you know, you see them in videos and they're like, oh my God, please leave. Yeah. And they're like moaning and crying versus if you were, you had a stronger sense of inner strength and conviction to say, you are not welcome, leave. Right. You know, and, and that even kind of tied into that sleep paralysis thing where people who were suffering from it would finally muster the courage to say, you need to leave or yeah. I'm not afraid of you get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. And then it would just, like, the entity would be like, fuck me, I guess. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. I, I just say that because it makes me think, like, is it is Skinwalker Ranch the way it is because of the curse, you know, because of the Native American curse? Or is it just always been like that? And, like, certain people have more of a... Um, Susceptibility. To it. or uh, I believe have, so. They could, like, affect what's going on at the ranch. Yeah. Feel like they can your energy like you get an NPC you know (laughs) (laughs) you get someone who's just like you know like it
2: just depends on what your brain what frequency your brain is attuned to naturally yeah it just I just thought about that I thought it was interesting
0: well I I definitely think that again your susceptibility (laughs) level is different from person to person and there's no like determining factor of like oh because of your gender or your age or Your experience or whatever makes you different i I really think a lot of it just comes down to your your own personal strength Mm. as a person yourself that you're gonna fall victim to it or not or more importantly how your reaction would be you know like let's say a ghost popped out of the bathroom right now the three of us are all gonna act very differently yeah probably all similarly but still different in our own right and maybe that there's like, Spencer's going to be like, hey, what's up? And you're going to be like scared. And I'm going to be like, uh, like, I don't oh even, you know, like, you're, <laughs> a,
2: he's like, he you're holding a blue vape. <laughs> <laughs> so just <laughs> stop guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: definitely think it's, it's an interpersonal thing, you know, and, and we've all kind of had our own little paranormal experiences in our life. And I think the way we we react to those changes our character to be able to be different towards it or react different towards it.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, what do you like? What do you think Skinwalker Ranch is? Um,
0: you know what's funny is I had been thinking about that too, and that's again one of my questions. I'm shutting my books. <laughs> the natives talk about the skinwalker is is a witch but it's a coyote and the natives also believe the coyote is the trickster yeah and i believe that whole land is the trickster which is why every time like on the show they would get close to an answer everything would shut off or technology would stop working because that's that's the land being like <laughs> get fucked, nerd yeah exactly. and it's it's the same thing with again, like, the the strength of people's character, like, maybe one person, like, let's say uh, Thomas Winterton, because you've seen on the show that he's kind of brave, and he tries to chase down when he sees something right. or whatever.
1: He's but, like, I'm committed at this point. But
0: physically, he's more susceptible, so it's the trickster being like, okay, you're not afraid to run me down, but I'm gonna detach your skin from your skull. Yeah. yeah. That ties into
1: what I was just saying before, though, is, like, is it because he's more like, connected spiritually, maybe, to it, or is it You know, like, just random. Like, is it just this trickster? Just like, yeah, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's definitely some kind of connection there as well. But I do Mm -hmm. think it's a lot of just the land itself, like you said earlier, being its own entity. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays a huge factor in who it fucks with and how it fucks with them. Mm -hmm. Because if you'll notice, like, what was his name? Eric
1: Bard, the physicist? Yeah. Like, nothing ever happens to him. Is he the main guy?
2: Like the blonde guy? He's looking? the dark haired guy. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Travis gives me. Um, Nash? Yeah, no, Travis gives <laughs> me uh, um, uh, Ghost Adventures. What's his name? Uh, Zach, Zach Bagans. Bagan's. He gives me Zach Bagan's wife. He's like, all right, uh, what's the guy's name? Winterton Thomas? Yeah. He's like, Thomas Winterton, uh, we're going to send him out to go investigate. I'm going to be back at the nerve center. We're going to send Tom out to Thomas. go investigate by himself. <laughs> by
0: himself. Now, now Thomas, uh, you, you might as well come back now. Yeah.
2: Very important. <laughs> important. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Spencer? What do I think the ranch is? I, I yeah. think that Personally, I think that it is a, an energy portal. That's what I, I think. I think there's probably something underneath the ground that they haven't found yet um, that is creating a electromagnetic field that opens up portals. Oh yeah,
1: I could totally see that. I think I think that maybe the originally maybe when the natives cursed that land, like I that they're such they're such a strong force of personality or something like all the messed up shit that's happened there created such a strong almost like psychic point and it was you know emphasized by the the shaman or whoever cursed the land you know like the people that curse the land their pain and their suffering created such a strong point there and that's what opened the portal there I don't think and, I, and then, then portal subsequently has caused all this it's like a rift you know yeah. caused all this stuff to happen
0: so you know one thing that always kind of like boggles my mind is not so much what happens inside the ranch because there's basically like the only people who have been hurt or affected physically in some way was these really offshoot ways like thomas winterton or like people having nervous breakdowns or you know just like the fear and panic that the unknown causes inside the ranch but what happens just on the outside, just on the periphery of the ranch, is people actually getting hurt, things like that. Like, and it's funny earlier, you know, you were talking about like, do the skinwalkers only hurt the native people? Yeah, because that's what
1: the like the original
0: curse was supposed to be. But you know, when you listen to some of the uh, testimonies from different people, you know, it, it's funny because the skinwalkers do seem to be more attached to like going after, you know, the the native people. Yeah. But then the star people are more kind of friendly with the native people. However, when you uh listen to some of the stories of people who live in the area that have seen UFOs and UAPs, particularly white people, they end up with cancer. Oh, I don't know if yeah. you guys have like delved into this. It's kind of like it's so far in the periphery of skinwalker ranch because everything else seems so more so much more interesting Mm -hmm. but there's been multiple people in that area who have a sighting and then days later they're violently sick and they go to the doctor and they find out you've got cancer yeah like you were healthy a week ago i don't know
2: dude now you're dying from butt cancer (laughs) butt Butt cancer
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like the white men you know that came like they had an effect on like the the utes or whatever that did, like, this terrible stuff to the Navajo, like, I mean, they could be part of the curse, you know, because, like, they were, you know, they I have facilitated. I didn't put that together yeah, helped, now. yeah, facilitate the, you know, the taking of their land or the, you know, the abuse to their people, you know. So, so yeah, also,
2: it could just be that the natives have been seen for so long as protectors of the land, whereas, like, Europeans seem to develop and... Yeah, they came and Dig it. and pull all the resources out of the land and... Yeah, don't never dig. So what if it's don't like... <laughs> a, <laughs> that's one of the... the white people, people
0: who live in the basin who get cancer after these UFO sightings. What if, like you said, they are a part of the curse because it was like... Their great-grandpa <clears throat> was one of the soldiers that... that Screwed over the Navajo, yeah, and it's like payment on that curse.
1: Yeah, like you've you've strayed far, you've strayed from your purpose of protecting this land and stuff, and you know, like the youths or whatever. I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody, but you know, oh, that's just what everybody. happened. You know. Super racist. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> like, super racist. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, like, how like, chill, take the, a step back, the interpretation of what <laughs> happened back then. You know, like you know we. You know, we're pretty fucked up to the Native Americans. They yeah, I'll now. be racist. Fuck
0: them white people. I hope they all get cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
1: everybody's
2: dying of cancer these days. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't even need help from the curse.
2: So, talking about <clears throat> what we think the ranch is, um, that Travis Taylor had a, his own um, panel, but he brought along with him one of the guys from Ancient Aliens, which one? Um, Walter. He has gray hair. Always wears like a eagle necklace. Oh, he's not the guy that, the, the, No, not George Not George, George sukalos yeah. Aliens. <laughs> he's one of the other guys that's always on it. But, uh, they were talking about um, how there's certain hieroglyphics in Egypt that depict it's like a lotus flower that has a beam shooting out of it. But it's a Attached to these things that look like Tesla coils. Ooh. And it shoots a beam out and, and uh, lots of people have interpreted that, that it was a flashlight that they had made electricity and it was making a flashlight. But the beam of light is being controlled by one personage like, with a dog head on it. And uh, beaming a light over the top of like people that are kneeled down and it's like their head is connected to the light. So they're saying that their depiction of that uh, hieroglyphic is that um, it was a portal that they're shooting from one. And then on the wall is like a couple dots that represent stars. Um, oh, a so constellation. They're, they're, they're beaming true. from one place to another in the galaxy. Well, it's they, the same uh, with the
0: petroglyphs in Skimwalker Ranch, where you see the the swirl. Right. You know, it's very similar in nature because...
2: And they'll always have like one person with the horns and they'll hold out their hand and then there's a swirl above their hand so it's like they're making this swirl. Yeah, they're (coughs) trying to record what happened. Or it could be interpreted as they're asking the god to make it rain so their crops could grow.
1: Yeah, it's hard hard to tell. (laughs) I I like that I I like that idea though, like it makes sense.
0: Well, it's there's so many hieroglyphs and petroglyphs aclo- across the planet, from cultures that had no way of contacting each other,
1: but they have the same writings and markings. Is it all like similar to like the horned? Uh, the spacesuit wearing you know yeah
0: but each each culture kind of has their own like visual representation of it but Mm. there's a, a straight parallel right from one to the next where it's you know exactly what they were trying to point out
2: yeah well did you watch uh ancient apocalypse yes what did you think about that just just talking about like the the parallels of like the um all the knowledge of the people that were supposedly uncon- like not in connection with each other.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think there's more to it than just because we just assume that anybody who came before us was just like technologically stupid. Right. And like they didn't have phones or any means of communication. But I kind of feel like either that has to not be true in some way, shape, or form of uh, you know, pre-cataclysmic events that we, they were more connected, or in some way they were connected, but via a different source. You know, because we just assume connectivity is is the internet. It's a phone. It's uh, email or whatever, because that's the form that we have. But that's not to say that there wasn't another form of communication before. Right. Because if if you're going by the idea of like uh, the pre-cataclysmic events where. All the continents were merged, you know, and then they could have been connected,
2: you what? know, physically.
0: Like Pangea. Yeah, a lot like Pangea. So uh, allegedly, there's been uh, what is it six? I think it's six huge cataclysmic events where it's basically rearranged the face of the globe. Oh, what really? Oh yeah. I yeah, like this I mean, is a whole another episode. We're they have, have to do oh, they have
2: found. On the top of the mountains in Antarctica, orange trees. What? Yeah. That
1: are flash frozen. Interesting. Yeah. and So maybe this technology that they might have used is just so... Maybe instead of it being... We think it's like they're so primitive. Maybe it's that it's so far advanced that it's like almost melded. Well,
2: it's we just don't understand it. You yeah, we don't like, understand it. So, humans have been anatomically the same for over 150,000 years. Yeah. Our basic knowledge of history only goes back 5,000 years to the Egyptians. Yeah. That's ancient history that we know, that we think that we know about. Like, so what were these people doing for 100,000 years before? And our civilization has only been around in its, its existence... Here in America for two hundred years. Yeah, and pretty much. Yeah. See how far we've advanced in the two hundred years that our culture's been here. Think about a culture that's been growing for a hundred thousand years. What techno, which what type of advancements and what kind of knowledge they would have. Do you like? Yeah. Do
1: you think that that could tie into the ranch as far as like these the native people have had this.
2: Some type of technology. Technology that we for, just don't understand.
1: That's it. so like how, yeah, it makes you think like how long has this stuff been happening at the ranch? Well, and kind of bringing up, uh, going back
0: to the ancient apocalypse thing is the these like cataclysmic events where the face of the globe as we know it was different at another time, which would kind of explain like why you get. Pyramids on three different continents that are all made identically.
3: Right, yeah. Because
0: maybe at one point they were all together and they made all those pyramids, you know, in the same vicinity, but post cataclysmic event, now they're spread across the globe. What if even at Skinwalker Ranch is like the melding of three different points that were oh. once disconnected but were all kind of their own hotspots? Could it be like, like that? this one was a paranormal poltergeist hotspot, this one was a UFO hotspot, and this one was. Uh, like an electrical hotspot, but then post cataclysm, those three points
1: were somehow now connected. Place. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be like the triangulation point of all these different. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if like the pyramids and in Egypt and in South America and stuff? What if that? What if they're like um, all those points? The energy is like the point. And, like, that just happens to be a random place in Utah where, like, the all these different points maybe connect and it creates this portal, you know, and I, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Well, did you
2: uh, did you watch or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Tom DeLonge? Uh, the lead singer from Link 182. Yeah, I
0: remember a part of it and then... I remember kind of being annoyed with it because like <laughs> Tom DeLonge like goes way far yeah, into it yeah. but then Joe Rogan gets super sick, skeptical to yeah. the point where they couldn't even have a conversation and I kind of just tuned out of it Right? wait why because why? he was just so well, I just thought it there. was
2: interesting his his take on on like UFO phenomenon so Tom DeLonge he's the lead singer for Blink 182 but he's also always been into like Paranormal stuff and UFOs and stuff that he founded, um, Academy, the to Star- the Stars. Academy to the Stars. Yeah. And so it's like a program about learning and researching UFO stuff. And so he's got like some pretty high up connections with like,
0: well, and it brings together all these different people from different backgrounds, like scientists, doctors, um, investigators whatever all into this academy yeah. to investigate uh, UFOs UAPs alien connections things like that so it's like it's like ancient aliens on fucking steroids yeah I, I feel I, like, yeah I ahead. just
2: thought that his take on on his his perspective on it is that time doesn't move like it like we experience it it really doesn't move in a linear pattern Like, everything is happening all the time. Everything all at once. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. And so, like, you're just experiencing... It's like shining a light on this huge globe. And you're just experiencing this one part where the light is shining on. But everything is still there and happening all the time. Yeah. The time, the past, present, and future is all happening now.
1: Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Like, it's funny that you said... You mentioned that, like Joe Rogan, kind of like he got to the point where he was just like, this "is total BS," but also like I feel like when you're in the realm of this kind of stuff, like anything, you have to almost like just take everything in because it's all you just yeah. you know, it's all here so, for the most part you know like
0: I've just developed mm. it, this idea and I kind of took the line from uh, Avengers Endgame where like they're working on the, the time machine. And somebody asked the Hulk what he thought, and he's like, "It's time. It's either all a joke or none of it is." And yeah. that's the way I think about it. It's either all bullshit or none of it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. he mentioned. Yeah, I think he like mentioned that earlier. It's like you you have to just keep an open mind, and that well, it, that makes a lot. Yeah,
0: because it's with all the different things, like even looking at just Skinwalker Ranch, where you have this huge array of different phenomenon all happening in the same place. Mm-hmm. and it's it it's pretty much undeniable that it is happening yeah because you have all these different credible sources saying okay yeah we experienced a ufo and this poltergeist thing and we saw this cryptid and 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 you have to go like okay so these all exist at the same time and we could speculate theorize all day long what it is but it's like let's say your proposition is okay we're we're glending we're getting a um a glimpse into a parallel reality, and yours is is aliens, and mine is it's ghost. Yeah. Who's to say they're not all true at the same time? I, I think
1: they're all somewhat
2: connected somehow. What we haven't talked about is the dinosaurs in the area too. Oh, that's so! true <laughs> I totally
1: <laughs> forgot about the dinosaurs. dinosaurs that's yeah, because I got like the dinosaur museum there in Bernal, which is yeah. like thirty minutes away from. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch did you
2: ever go out to Red Fleet and see all the dinosaur tracks I haven't I lived
1: there for I I know like I haven't mentioned that yet and um, but yeah like I lived there for a few years and like there's so much stuff out there that I haven't even like didn't even get that opportunity to like see or whatever and it's it, it's also funny because like I'm I fucking did fucking loser you are one pathetic (laughs) loser yeah but it's funny because like i lived out there for years and i i didn't me personally i haven't really experienced a whole lot but then like my mom has seen all kinds of crazy stuff out there well
0: you also got to think about like the age you were
1: at when you lived there yeah i mean i was in high school i was like senior junior senior but still
0: like what's your your primary focus when you're in high school yeah, that's true. No. So it's... Chicks. You, chicks. chicks. I don't or in Scott's case, dudes. dudes. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: not over here like... Nothing wrong with can't that. Can't sleep at night because I'm living next to Skidwalker Ranch, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you're,
0: you're just like fucking video games and jerking off. Dude. <laughs> totally. But yeah, I, I mean, I think as you get older and you kind of get more... Aware. Aware and bored with general life because you're at the point like... you you're not worried about playing video games or chasing girls anymore. You know, you're, you're at a different point in your life where you're more curious about things outside of, you know, your little pinhole view of things. So yeah, that's why I, the older I get, the more I get interested in paranormal or, you know, things like that. because
2: Extraordinary things? Yeah, because I've, I've a,
1: passed all the ordinary things. That's what you could call a podcast. Extraordinary like, things? No, it's like, okay, so you're bored with life.
2: Extra ordinary things.
1: <laughs> extra, extra ordinary <laughs> things. <laughs>
0: because you're bored with life.
1: Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask you, like, so was, was Phenomicon
2: phenomenal? Just kidding. <laughs> well, it was. It was. It was actually. Again? Really, I think the craziest thing about it was that, like, the crowd there, I was expecting, like, You know, young people that are like fringe topic type people. Yeah, getting down to the nitty gritty. You know, like UFO alien fanatics and stuff like that, but it wasn't. I mean, there was a few people you could tell were like big time UFO nerds and like stuff like that, but for the most part, it seemed like a majority of the people were like over 50 and couples, like man and wife couples that were mid to late sixties. There's like old, like an older crowd. That's but they cool. really like were engaged and like would get up and ask like real questions to the panel about like if they've tried different testing and like
1: I feel yeah, I feel like just like the younger generation, like my kind of generation I feel like are probably like sick, bro. Yeah. They're like <laughs> dope. Or they're like they don't really That's like so mid. Yeah, they're not <laughs> That's gonna gas. Take, they're not gonna take the time to go, like, I wonder if there's any paranormal conventions, you know?
0: Well, you think about what he just said, like, couples in their, you know, mid-60s or whatever, you put those two things together. One Mm. is they've probably been together a long time, and if they didn't find something to do together, they were just going to hate each other. (laughs) And two, they're, like, they're at the age, they're done fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got to find Unless something. Most of
2: their evenings are done on the porch watching the skies. Yeah, yeah that, right.
0: that kind of getting mad because uh, Ralph down the street hasn't <laughs> mowed his grass in a few days. Yeah, either.
1: that kind of like ties into the ranch. Like They don't really, like younger people probably don't, like they do care, but they're not going to actually do something about it. They,
0: they care in terms of, like you said, uh, oh dude, let's go see some scary shit. You yeah, know. Do they,
1: any of these fuckers just blast out of the wall? <laughs> <laughs> That's just fucking horse come
3: <laughs> That skit made me fucking die. <laughs>
0: then he comes out crying. Okay, so... Nothing. Not trying to be rude. Not trying to be rude. But do any of these fuckers just come
1: out of the wall? Like, alright, dragon, have you ever just blasted <laughs> the fucking skinwalker in the face? <laughs> like dumb questions
0: It kind of goes back to that um, That video I don't know if you saw it But the one on TikTok The dude talking about getting molested By the female Sasquatch yeah, so Oh you I seen have I seen I seen one? that yeah. one so Started yanking <laughs> she, my she weed pulled out my old weed And just started yanking And I, I busted a nut I, I Honestly <laughs> Now I'm wondering what else I've are you could, gonna do if I've got a hybrid?
2: You try to fight, fight. this thing? Or? <laughs> yeah, you let that sasquatch jerk your ween.
0: Just what do you think that story was gonna end? It comes yeah. out with, and then she just popped a squat on me, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he's still fucking going." <laughs> So yeah. how does that tie into the ranch, Dave? Just kidding. <laughs> well, I was gonna like send an email to Dragon and be like, "Hey, have you ever had your jerk by a yeah. female sasquatch?" <laughs> not lately, not really. He's like, "No," but I fucking got a hold of a dire wolf. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would Run love
2: till the sunset.
1: Yeah, I I would love to like go and like talk to those guys on, um, because like on the show, like he was like Dragon or whatever specifically speaking to him, he was like. You know, I've never really, like... Like, I've always believed or whatever, but I never saw it until there was that video... that They had that experience where they saw that UFO in the sky. And he's like, "Now I really believe.
0: <laughs> I would like to actually, like, pick those guys apart one by one and get them really drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, be buddy-buddy until they're really sloshed and be like,
2: okay. all right, What's dish, real? bro. Yeah, <laughs> give me the deets. Give me the real... But then,
0: really, it's like Dragon's, like... Yeah, weird shit happens. But you know what I really want to talk about? Fuck Travis. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I think would be easier is the is the crew, like the You know, that's
0: one thing I was gonna bring up is because they're always being followed by a camera crew, right. those are the guys I really want to hear from. Yeah. Because like when all these other people who are on the other side of the camera are having these experiences, like do you think any of the camera guys are like, holy fuck, I also have a really bad headache? Uh, yeah, dude, like, they need
1: to do a cameraman tell-all. For yeah, tell-all I mean, themselves. I'm sure
0: they've all yeah, signed, so. like, NDAs and shit, but I want to know, like, how many of the cameramen are like, God, I hate this job so much.
2: <laughs> and then how many of <laughs> them <laughs> were They were like, all there at the Phenomicon. Oh, they were? Oh, they, okay. they were like, oh, yeah, shout-out to the crew, and they all stood up and like, woo! It was like 30 of them. Like, put them up there. there. I want to yeah, hear their like, part. They didn't, they, yeah, they're on the ranch just as much as... yeah. But they were like, yeah, those guys are the ones that are are actually doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah, when
0: all you got to do is stand there like this. (laughs) Like, I think the hardest working guy in the crew is, like, the boom guy who's just, like, (laughs) outstretched arms all day.
2: (laughs) Waiting for hours to get one shot.
0: Yeah, no, I I really do want to hear from those guys. And I was actually thinking about that last night, too. Like, especially when I was watching that episode where Travis was having his thing. Cause there's a camera guy sitting in the room with him and then there's the, the another camera crew outside and they're all there watching this whole thing. You know, I wonder how many of them are like having their own experience or how many are just like, or the ranch knows they're just NPCs. So leave them alone. You know,
1: that just occurred to me. I, mean, I know you mentioned that they, it, it said that it takes them like forever because they have equipment malfunctions. So it's like, what? Like, what? yeah, what about their camera crew? Like, do they keep extra batteries? They got to do, like, attack, mag, reload, you know, like, on their battery. to be like, okay, wait, hold on a second. Cut. Yeah, Cut. Yeah, like, 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 okay. Can we our... get
2: that UFO back in the shop? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, can we get that portal open a little bit wider? Maybe a little bit more light on like, the Like, get outside. the rabbi
1: to start chanting when you <laughs> yeah. need more. need more content.
0: Yeah, you never hear about... Because you'll hear about, oh, our uh, our uh, EMF detector or whatever suddenly crapped out or our phone's crapped out. Cameras are obviously working.
2: Yeah. But, I could totally like, does see... Does that
0: happen or is or do they just like edit it out because it's not as interesting as this piece of scientific tech?
1: Yeah, I could see the ranch totally just being like, you know, almost like kind of like the ranch is like a narcissist, you know. Yeah, like, it's the it trickster. Wa- it wants us to, you know... See that it's like it can do some cool shit, but yeah. it doesn't actually want to give you anything. It's like, yeah, you know, it's I'm gonna. like, f- yeah,
2: you want to see something cool, and then you look and you've got like the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's 20 push ups. <laughs> Drop and give me 20. It's like,
0: you know what, that
1: $35,000 drone, I'm gonna make it not work. Yeah, the camera though, weird. I want it to see yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, they just they just need like Nokia cameras. You know, Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Never. Like, yeah. never. <laughs> just break down
2: <laughs> like on film old like the ones that record right onto a BHS tape yeah. <laughs> yeah oh
1: you know did that that's it. another question did the um, did the original owners the ones that aren't part of the, like some billion dollar million dollar program or whatever did they have any kind of documentation you know like home videos like
0: oh so in that uh, podcast that Brandon Fugel did with Sean Ryan, there was, like, before Brandon Fugle even went to the ranch, there was some different sightings and stuff, like, uh, specifically UFO sightings, and he even talks about, it, about like, this dude called him. He's like, hey, I just caught this footage of this UFO, and Brandon Fugle's like, don't do anything. Drive straight to my office, you know, like, two and a half hours to Salt Lake. Yeah. He's like, I want to see the unmolested image. Don't show anybody. <laughs> don't upload it. Don't anything just bring you camera come straight here and they did and this happened multiple times and like they would bring it in upload it to brandon fugle's computer and they would bring in their um, what was it like their tech guy or whatever to come in and analyze the image because he's you know he's got his office down in salt lake so he's got a, a plethora of different employees with different skills
1: yeah i see if it's been tampered with or yeah
0: so he and they did this multiple times and they were like yeah dude this is a real image that mm-hmm. he really took which, if you're the guy who took the image, you're like, fuck you, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah to me, it's like... I, I took this picture know. and
0: I drove, <laughs> drove here two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, for it to be BS, it's like... there's You'd have to have so many people in on it, you know? Like, yeah. you you couldn't... like you It would take one person to be like, okay, this is all BS.
0: Well, that's the one thing he also brought up in that show that was really smart on his behalf was like the experiences they all had there in their first day with the uh, Area 51 guy and his security, and then his own team members that were there. He's like, to have all these professionals with all these solid credentials, all tell the exact same story.
1: Yeah, risk their whole career yeah, being yeah. like, this is real. You and know? to even
0: double down, the uh, Eric Bard, the like, principal investigator, the physicist guy, on their first day he's like nobody talk to each other about it nobody say shit about it I want to get your individual yeah. private testimonies and then even after they did that like everything still lined up everybody's story was still the same yeah
2: yeah so I know that uh, the the Shermans that owned the ranch before Bigelow bought it um, they had had all types of things like um, burn marks on the ground and cattle mutilations and uh, this is before Bigelow bought the ranch and started doing his scientific his research on the ranch but um, as far as like pictures and stuff like that I think that was I think Bigelow bought it in 95 or 96 that was kind of before like you'd have a cell phone with a camera on you at all times yeah Um, I don't know how much photographic documentation there was of all these things but like the cattle mutilation mutilization mutilations, mutilations <laughs> were all you know pictures were taken and stuff like that and uh, there was a guy that was a ufo researcher that lived in the area named junior hicks that that uh, collected a lot of data around the area that whole area he researched by himself or like 50 years and had like testimonies from people that live in the surrounding areas and like UFOs and drawings and pictures that they had taken and and made and so they they actually brought it to the ranch and gave him like all the information that he had collected over
1: oh that'd be so cool to just like dig through that and just be able to like see all the stuff that they've collected
0: so yeah that was uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the cattle mutilation like what do you guys think is the purpose behind it, or is there a
2: purpose? Go ahead. Um, I would say that there's most likely a purpose. Whether it's, like, some people's um, uh, theories on, like, humans being bred by the aliens, so... Humans are like their creation. The aliens kind of cultivated a lower <coughs> problem and kind of bred them into a, a working species. Um, so who's to say they're not taking bits and pieces from other um, like animals, animals that exist on this planet that they can study and then implement on hybrids of humans and yeah, that's what, that's what gets me, though, is, like... Or they're just hungry, they just want, like, an eyeball. An eyeball. <laughs> you know what sounds good? A beef eyeball. Like, really. like all of the blood in one cow. <laughs> like, you, you swing by Burger let's swing by Earth and grab some cow eyeballs. <laughs> <know> you <laughs> them. got a craving <laughs> That's what gets me, though. Like, <laughs> like a eyes. real hankering for some cow eyes. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, is it just cows and cat-like, like so there have been other animals that have died like
0: one of the stories that I found really interesting was on the show uh, this dude who lived on the ranch with the Shermans I think he, like, he was their nephew or grandson I can't remember But he was talking about um, he was with the family at the ranch at the house and they saw like a big ball of light like, dropped down from the sky, like it landed, and they went chasing after it. And when they got there, the ball was gone, but their dogs were smashed down (laughs) into the ground. Like, literally smashed (laughs) flat. Dead. What? And then there was, uh, like, round marks of
1: scorched earth. Around the dogs? Like, nearby the the dogs. On the ground. Yeah. Interesting. But it was just the cows that were... The cows like get mutilated. But, yeah, yeah.
0: Everything else, like if an animal gets hurt, it's it's completely separate
1: than mutilation. Okay. So, yeah, what? Like, so why the cows? Like, why just the cattle? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Spencer?
0: He just said it. I,
2: yeah. I th-
1: <clears throat> well, apart from cows, delicacy, I would say.
2: Who's <laughs> <laughs> to say they're not taking other? Animals, we just notice it like because the cows are livestock. Oh, <laughs> so the cows are being counted. Like, because I have 86 head of cow, and then all of a sudden, oh, this one died. Well, what happened? That makes sense. How okay. come all the blood's gone? Who stole the eyeballs? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You know what we else I find interesting
0: about that is, um, like, in season one of Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, they one cow died, and yeah. they just left, like, they ran tests and everything, but they left its carcass there, and none of the predators would touch it.
2: Yeah, crazy. And they said they don't even think that insects were eating at it because they went back to it a year later and it was still there. Yeah, I like hadn't. Been, I mean, hadn't it been was touch. dried out and like it's been decomposing, but not by animals or anything like that. Um, I actually just watched that episode yesterday.
0: What do you think,
1: Scott?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe... As a vegan, what's that? As, as, yeah. as a vegan.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, there's a lot of different, like, theories. I think it could be, like... You're also like, racist against cows, so yeah, <laughs> you <can> take that <laughs> out. Yeah, fuck them cows. No, shit um I remember hearing, or, like, reading about something that, like... It's like, this is totally off the wall. But, I mean, like, so it's all off the wall. But, um, like, the whole, like, hybrids, like, human hybrids. Like, they were testing, like, using, like... um. Like maybe like the trying to gestate like a human inside of a cow or something to make a hybrid, you know, it could be something of that sort, or maybe like you said, it could just be the, uh, we just notice them because, you know, livestock are an important part of like our, like our food and stuff. Yeah. So like maybe when we see like a mutilated animal out in the middle of the forest, we don't think nothing of it. You know, you're not going to go poke around that carcass to see if it's still got all its blood left. You know, (laughs) so uh, maybe it could be that, or maybe it could be just like the ranch messing with the people, you know, it could be like, here, I'm going to mess with your cow, your cows, or it could be like, you know, that the livestock on the ranch is your livelihood and we want you off this part of land, this piece of land. That's a good point. Yeah. So we're going to take away the purpose of you being
2: here so that you leave. Or if it is like the ranch is producing some kind of electromagnetic energy, it just got a fucking laser beam burst and just like fried its eyes out. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. It got dead.
0: Well, that's true. But it, boils it doesn't... all of
2: its blood out real quick.
0: Has, you know, the, the microwave part could explain the blood because most of the time those mutilations happen. There's like no blood left yeah. in the body and there's none on the ground. And it, I kind of, like, think of that movie Batman Begins, you know, when they use the microwave emitter to vaporize the city's water oh, source yeah. that oh, yeah. has the drugs in it. So I I don't know if that technology is real or whatever. I I'm do. just kind of speculating. Totally. But I don't know. I think there's there's other ideas that I've thought about over time of, like, for one, cows are a huge source of food right. for us as humans. We eat shitloads of beef. Mm-hmm. What if it's them just some like, like... Some of us. Yeah, some <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Scott bangs broccoli. Or yeah, you, you do you, boo. But what, if, what if it's like... It's cows that, you know, they're taking parts and things from that maybe they're trying to study so that if they want to change us, they could do it through our food source. So mm-hmm. if they go, okay, so we need to understand how a cow heart works. So they yank the cow's heart out and just leave the rest. And they take it, you know, and analyze it and figure it out, okay, this is how I could inject these hormones that are going to go into the rest of the body. And then humans are going to eat the rest of the body and these hormones are going to change humans over time. You know, it's just kind of, a, it's a weird fringe theory, but it's something I've thought about, which is why they only take like a piece here or a piece there. Or sometimes they'll take a patch of skin and leave the rest, Yeah, which is so weird, but...
2: They just need like new boots
0: or something. Yeah. yeah, they need new alien boots. They're a new boot goofing in the alien <laughs> new, new boot goofing. New goofing. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I could see them using that as a way to manipulate us because of how much beef we eat. Because if we didn't eat a shitload of beef, we wouldn't need cattle yeah. everywhere.
1: Yes. Um, uh, that explains why there's new a new they McRib. There's always a new McRib. It's
2: been tainted. Just I don't, can- I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's really just the government
0: Maybe. taking
2: pieces of beef so they can grow it in a lab now. Yeah, or they're in
1: cahoots with these
2: aliens. I don't know,
0: dude. If you want to see how the McRib is made, watch that Meat Canyon episode about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> YouTube that
0: one Meat Canyon McRib. <laughs> You're in for a treat. <laughs> I think you I,
1: may have shown me that. Yeah. Probably. It's fucking disturbing. It's disturbing. Is that you
2: that was talking about me Yeah,
1: probably. It's yeah. Pretty, he's got some funny stuff. Yeah, and then some of it's
0: just like weird, off the wall. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, here's, here's a, another silly ass theory. You know, what if the Bigfoots are the guardians, but sometimes the Bigfoot are going hungry because mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of wildlife. So if, you know, if the aliens are like in charge of the Bigfoot, they're like, oh Maybe shit, we bring gotta him feed them. Like yeah. yeah, like, let's just zap this fucking cow and take their guts and their blood and give them a feast. Or, hmm. you know, if we need to just leave all the guts but take the skin because it's coming up on wintertime, here you go. Here's you a blanket yeah. made out of real cowhide. Okay, cow you
2: blanket for a Sasquatch.
0: Hey, it gets fucking cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is always interesting, though, to see, like, some of the pictures of the cattle mutilations that you see, and it's like they're cut like straight down their face, and half of their face and shit is missing, and all that's left is the skull, but the other half is still there. and right. Again, there's yeah. no blood, or they're just missing certain organs. And well,
2: that's what I think is like what I'm saying is why you would notice it more in cattle because you're, I mean, you just like you'd notice if you walked outside, like if I walked outside and one of my cats was dead, and half of its face was missing, and it's just like no blood. Be like, whoa, that's weird. That's weird. but I not would not notice it. it, but like... You're not going to
1: say anything. Yeah. Or if you do I say I just something. walked
2: outside and there was a dead bird out there, I'd just be like, grab a shovel and throw it away. Yeah, most people don't. <laughs> throw don't it like, over the neighbor's fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do an
1: autopsy on yeah. a bird.
0: I don't know. So, like, um, my dogs had got a hold of one of my cats. And they, obviously, they killed her. But they, her leg was ripped off and she was a small cat and they're big dogs so Mm -hmm. obviously it was ripped not just bit through and there was no blood and at first i questioned that but then i thought about the time of year and it was like it was like you know december or january somewhere around there so it was cold and she was so small and they have such a small amount of blood it probably froze instantly upon you know the leg being torn off so I could see it in that fashion with a really small animal, but a big cow
2: that's a lot of blood.
0: yeah, it's a lot of blood yeah. is, that's a lot of mass
2: yeah, I've slaughtered a cow before it
1: you, you know it's a lot, lot of blood I, I just remembered um, hearing something speaking of like different animals I remember, I told you about this the other day there was the they had found the carcass of like some dog wolf creature thing outside of Duchesne
0: oh that's right yeah and
1: I my mom showed Chupacabra? me Chupacabra I, I don't know if it was Chupacabra it was something crazy but like my uh my mom sent me a picture of it she's always sending me crazy stuff about what happens out there and it's like your mom sends me crazy they... pictures too but we're not gonna talk about <laughs> it
2: <laughs> I think I saw that and they determined that it might be a coyote with mange
1: oh was it okay but yeah she showed me a picture of it and I was like, have you ever oh. seen
2: a, a Dog with mange. Uh huh. It's worth a Google. It's worth a Google. GTS. They're very scary looking. Um, but they have like uh, pictures of like different animals with mange. Mange is like I want to say it's like a flea or something, some kind of. Uh, it was like flesh, it like flesh, flesh eating. Yeah. yeah. And So it like, all the hair falls out, and then like you, it's almost like scarred tissue type flesh. Oh, that would make a lot of sense.
1: But it was just creepy because it was I'm just like at Freddy Krueger coyote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's how we fucking wipe out the skinwalkers. Just cultivate <laughs> those fleas. Mange
1: everywhere. <laughs> just like have a mange gun. Yeah. <laughs> it was creepy though because she showed me that picture right before we went out there and had all that stuff happen, and we were staying at the an Airbnb just outside of Duchesne, and that's around where that creature was located or whatever. But like it, uh, it reminded me of that day that we saw that dog. We came back to the Airbnb we were staying at, and above, directly above this Airbnb we were staying at, there was these this like, like hundreds of birds were circling exactly where we were staying. Show me that video of that weird.
0: It it was a little flock of birds. It was, but they were so tightly compacted, and they would fly in like a weird pattern. And then land. Yeah, which could be totally yeah.
1: normal for birds, but it was just everything correlated. It was just yeah. weird how, how we saw, we went to the ranch, we saw the dog, um, and then we came back and there were the birds above us, and it was just, the whole time being there, it was just eerie, you know? Like, even just like living out in the basin, it was just the whole time. Er, there's always like an underlying sense of like dread out there. I don't know, maybe it's just because I like didn't really care for the basin but like just the whole vibe out there like it feels cursed to me personally
0: you know and that's why I want to like springtime or early summer just go do like a two or three day kind of tour out there and just kind of explore in the public domain and yeah, just kind of see what we can experience and I think that would be just like such a cool weekend to go out there and especially at night you know I'm so down. Go see the dogs and shit.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe we could beat the shit out of a skinwalker or something like that. If... Oh, my God. If we could... We could get
2: skinwalked,
1: dude. If, like, I... If my mom could have taken a video of her seeing that, like, first Tell us that story. Okay, so she... uh, Her and my stepdad... (coughs) um, Not me. Another stepdad. Another stepdad. (laughs) They were kind of, like... Not Papa Dave. Yeah. They... They were kind of like down and out, you know, they're not really like, didn't have a whole lot of money and they were staying at a, I want to say it was like a bnB and b in Myton. And, um, like if you've ever been to Myton, it's just like it's this tiny little like shit town, you know, and, uh, it was this kind of little apartment set up or whatever out in the boonies and she was outside from what she told me she was outside having a smoke and it was late at night and um she told me that it was like uh like the whole place was like still like quiet you know kind of like when the pre- uh, predators are around and um then out of nowhere this creature and like to describe it it's like cause she's seen one before uh driving down highway 40 off the side of the road they look like It was like a rocking horse. It was like teeter-tottering. And she said before that experience, she never really... She believed, but she never really knew. She never really, like, saw anything that close. And, yeah, there was this creature, and it was, like, rocking. Like, kind of, like, walking in, like, a weird rocking horse movement. And it just walked right across... It was on the road. And... Because, like, the, the porch was just off the road, and it just walked right by her. And... Uh, she said she was like paralyzed like she was so scared that but she couldn't even like
0: pay any attention didn't to her. give her any
1: pay, pay her any mind and i'm trying to remember exactly how she described it it was like pale um it was just, i want to say it was like the size of like like a big dog like you described but yeah and it just walked off into the darkness and she said she couldn't move for like a few minutes after that. Cause he it was, was a either
0: way. a skinwalker or it was Michael Jackson.
2: Yeah. Albino, uh, it, hyena.
1: It was like, like super manged, you know, super <laughs> yes. manged Animal or something.
2: I would assume that, like, have you ever seen like, how hyenas trot kind of like, yeah, like a rocking horse because their leg, front legs are longer than their back legs. Yeah, they yeah. have a weird gallop pattern. Yeah.
1: But there's that picture on the internet, you know what I'm talking about? Of like the alleged skinwalker and that's kind of like what, like, it, she kind of looked like what she described to me
2: I'm kind of, I'm you know what that. I think that somebody should do I was talking about this the other day with Stitch is make a video game of a skinwalker like skinwalker ranch but you're like a Native American police officer <laughs> sheriff <laughs> investigating like the something going on and so you go out and like you get attacked by the Skinwalker, but then, like, it puts you back in time. And, like, so you're back there. You're fighting, so you're kind of fighting, like, all the paranormal stuff that happens at Skinwalker Ranch. That'd be so cool. Like, UFO stuff. and like <coughs> But everyone? also, to try, to try to, like, find out what's going on, you have to, like, do stuff like go see a medicine man and get, like, certain... Stuff yeah, dude, to make cool. you trip, and then you go back in time, and like you're a dude, Native American. We,
0: and it needs to be on like Oculus. Yeah, oh, so it's all so first cool. person. Yeah, yeah
1: dude.
2: I, I that's a picture, though.
1: Fucking million dollar idea, dude. That's uh, from what she described to me. That like that is what she saw. Yeah. Not that you know anybody listening to this could see what I'm showing you, just but that Google. Google Skinwalker It's that picture that looks like they look almost
0: what like. What do the,
2: they call that? The rake. The rake. Yeah.
0: They look very, very similar, different kind of body styles. Yeah, it's like somewhere between uh, a rake a Skinwalker and Joan Rivers.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cross between Joan Rivers and Smeagol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I. some of the other stories you hear um, about the Skinwalkers themselves, I, I think a lot of people have had that kind of experience where they see it, and it doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah, it's it's either you kind of wonder if maybe they're just like the drunk cryptids because they're just like <laughs> I'm just trying to find my cave, dude? Yeah, or, or do so they what if have they're, a mission?
2: What know? if they're in a different? They live in a different reality or um, reality or a different dimension. And they're the ones that are doing drugs and crossing over. Oh, that's such an interesting thought.
0: Which doubles down on the whole mushrooms and skinwalker. What if you take the mushrooms and suddenly you're in a world where (coughs) there's no humans, but it's all direwolves? So it makes you have a different perception of the skinwalker. What if the skinwalker, like you said, is taking drugs in their world and crossed over here? They're just scared and confused and trying to get the
2: fuck back yeah. home. Yeah, They go back and like, dude, what happened? Oh, man, I took these drugs and I... Dude, I swear I crawled into a different dimension and ate cow eyeballs, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that stuff again. Some
0: dude named Dragon was chasing me with his dick out. I don't know what a dragon is, but it
1: sounds menacing. <laughs> but It sounds terrifying.
0: Then you see the guy and he just looks like a droopy-eyed idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Oh, man, that makes... Uh, Speaking of, like, being drunk or whatever, like, that was the other thing my mom said. She was like, I was dead sober, like, uh, you know, it was so surreal, like, cathartic, you know, to see something like that. You know, I can't discredit
0: what people see or hear or experience when they've been drinking or they're under the influence because anything outside of your normal periphery of things that you experience when you're under the influence, it, for me, it almost instantly sobers you up. Yeah, and and it's like I think there's even a part of me that some of the things I've experienced in my life when I've been you know under the influence or whatever, it, my brain is still uh, cognizant enough to go okay, that's pay that's, attention, <laughs> They're that's much different. It different. Yeah. Makes,
1: makes me think of the Tim Robinson thing where he's like thirty five seconds. The head off. No, he's like for thirty five seconds. That's real. That's on earth. (laughs) Monsters are real. (laughs) Monsters are real. It was a pig wearing a mask. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I I think events like that, that would change your entire perception of reality, it doesn't matter if you're fucking piss drunk or if you're stoned or you're tripping or whatever, your mind can still differentiate and still remember things. So it doesn't, to me... I don't think that's a discrediting thing.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I think some of the, the most, like, um, thought-changing or idea-changing thoughts have come when I'm... On something. On something. Oh, oh, yeah. For sure. You you know, get, like, impact, highly impactful thoughts or... Like, open your mind. Your whole perspective on... Oh, yeah.
1: Unless you see things through a different lens and not your your day-to-day right. drone.
0: It does. And like I was saying earlier, and, and I even said it on the uh, sleep paralysis one, when you kind of reach that slipstream between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, which you can achieve through uh, substances or sleep depravity or whatever... When you're in that slipstream, everything is different because you're not tethered to one side or the other of like, you know, when you're conscious, you're awake, you're capable of rational thought or trying to base things in science to rationalize whatever you're experiencing versus the other side in your subconscious mind is when you're dreaming and you have zero control over anything. But when you're right in that in-between state, you know, anything is possible. And then you have those very profound thoughts or ideas or whatever that come to you in this like weird state of almost delirium because you, you're not latched either way you can go your mind can go wherever it needs to go or wherever you want to go
2: right you're oh, yeah. it,
0: you're not like pursuing anything in terms of truth or reality you're just open to being shown yeah is the big difference oh yeah
2: mm-hmm. so have you had sleep
1: paralysis? I've not no I have no. one. I was younger, but, I mean, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, that's going to have to be in the follow-up
0: episode because uh, Sissy has sleep paralysis, and towards kind of the end of that episode, we were talking about, you know, my own sleep issues changed completely after I started delving into psychedelics and things like that, and I haven't, like, regressed. I've only kind of gotten better. So I told her what we should do is, like, you know, it, like a year from now, after you've done some psychedelics and things like that, we'll we'll do a follow up and see how things have
1: changed. Yeah, I had a I had a succubus incident when I was younger, or like what I think was what I perceive now
2: as an adult to be a succubus. Did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I yeah, think yeah. so.
0: You're like, yeah. do you finish? How do you all, not know? All I, was <laughs> half, well, I was like half asleep. In case. It's like I frosted that succubus Very like a sh- sh- fucking cake. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Should have been some evidence. (laughs) It was was wild. So like,
0: one thing I was going to ask you guys before we even started, because we just like went right into it. What is your stance on, you know, like Skinwalker Ranch, paranormal, UFO, you know, anything outside of our normal field of view? Are you skeptic, believer, experiencer? Obviously, experiencer kind of applies, but skeptic, believer, a believing skeptic, or like, what are what are
1: your guys' takes on it? I'm, I'm like, I'm a total believer. Like even like, even the stuff that's like off the wall, I'm just like, like who's to know? You know, it could totally be true. Like, of course, I'm, I'm critical of things but I think there's so many things that are out there that could be, that we haven't that we can't even fathom like even, the, like I like to think about like uh, like technology from even like a hundred years ago and there, that we have today that people are like that if you took back there into that time they'd be like, what? You know, that's crazy and like it could be, to, it could be true nowadays, like even with spirituality like our understanding of different dimensions and like our spiritual beliefs and stuff which we think is you know total BS nowadays is could be a, a like a science in the future you know like the science of spirituality could be like a total a thing you know you know a hundred thousand years or whatever you know if we make it that far what about you Spence?
2: I would say <clears throat> that uh I'm a skeptic believer um I would say that I I know enough about reality to know that I don't know very much at all. Yeah, that's... A... what's going on at all times. So I know that like you can experience something and it can be one way and then you re- replay it in your mind so many times and it alters over time. So I do think that a lot of... Stories might be embellished a little bit, but, like, I do believe that there is stuff going on that mainstream science can't explain, and we don't have the technology to explain it or the mental capacity to understand it, so...
1: Yeah, like, the only thing I know for
0: sure is that I don't know anything. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm the same. I'm I'm a skeptical believer. I believe that there are... Um, there are two things you can guarantee. And one is that the larger portion of people are completely full of shit. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So a lot of stories, things you hear are, are people embellishing, people lying, people trying to seek attention, hypochondria, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's only like a small portion of people's stories that you can really even believe. And then even when you believe them, what we do understand isn't a big enough scope to encompass what they're telling you right. you know when they tell these fantastic stories but I want to believe them and I want to know that things are real but I have to be skeptical on the point of like I can't just take it at face value and say yeah that's true you know I, I've I, got to yeah. have some kind of proof
2: I believe that you believe that yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no I believe that you're telling the truth yeah it's I, like as far as I can usually go and I the other thing that I know that is a pure fact is that our our brains are not capable of comprehending the true realities of everything in this universe. Like, yeah. we can barely comprehend our own feelings.
2: Or we can barely comprehend colors from one person to another. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's
0: like trying to expect that we're really going to be able to understand massive scope ideals like... Uh, aliens or UFOs or different dimensions—that's that's a, a stretch. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just being skeptical of the point of like, I'm open to the possibility and the understanding of things, but there's only so much that I can
1: do. Yeah. My brain is only so big. Or like, some of you they'll 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 talk about something and then like maybe like one part of that something is like they have debunked or whatever and it's like, but you can't just rope everything into that. One thing, be like, oh well, see that was disproven. I'm like, that doesn't mean all this other information could be totally viable, you know? Yeah, well, you even should a, always be questioning things. That's how science should always be questioning what we know. Even the term "debunked" it, to me is a very loose
0: term. Yeah, because you think about um, like a thing like like Diatlov Pass, like you know what that is, right? Where the Russian hikers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, debunked because it, hypothermia and the radiation came from the lantern and blah, blah, blah. All this other thing. Like, yeah, you guys debunked that, but you still don't know. Right. You speculated on the most ideal circumstances for that to be to, to be what that is versus saying, like, it could have been something else. So it's, especially when it's, like, uh, a paranormal thing or something like that when they say debunked like it's debunked by this person's point of view right yeah versus being like uh, if you're sick and you go oh I've got COVID versus the doctor debunks it by going no you have the flu like that's absolutely totally different versus something that has very deep ties to something very unknown mm. It's it's really hard to debunk because who's to say we even have the science to be able to debunk it right or are you just trying to be like, oh no, it's this. So shut up and don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's easier
2: to understand if you can if it can be cons- explained simply.
1: Yeah, just like you know, back in the medieval times when they thought bloodletting cured illnesses, you know. Yeah.
2: You've got yeah. the plague. Put You've these got, leeches on your put, face. Yeah.
1: Put these leeches. It's like cut
0: this vein right open and bleed for an hour. Yeah. And if you don't die, you'll be cured. Yeah. So it
1: just makes me think, like, what is our modern day bloodletting? You know, like, as far as anything, you, like Skinwalker Ranch, you know, like, our technology just isn't there, you know. Like, there I, could be something. I think the modern-day bloodletting with
0: that, to satiate mm. curiosity, is to distract. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you're going to be less concerned about Skinwalker Ranch when
1: gas is $7 a gallon. Exactly. You know what I mean? They want, they, they try to distract you from things. I well, I kind of
2: thought that was like, even with this whole uap stuff coming out from the government saying that yeah ufos are a real phenomenon oh yeah and the time that it came out while like <laughs> the pandemic was going like the all the riots and stuff and the, the race stuff was no the on. summer
0: of love yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that's what it's called yeah um oh yeah by the way aliens are real yeah oh yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah and everybody was
0: you know it, it's funny when they released it was like the height of everything being really fucking terrible for everybody and everybody was so mad at not only covid but mad at the government and then mad at your neighbors because your neighbor's not wearing a mask but your neighbor's like fuck you i'm not wearing a mask and all this shit going on there. like by the way we have vehicles not made on this planet or like the And nobody gave offer. a fuck
1: vehicles. Like, yeah. like when the the whole buzz about that UFO and they're like, Oh, there's Chinese weather balloons. I'm like, how are you still believing it's weather balloons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how many they're just like how many times are you gonna just buy into that whole thing? You know?
0: It, it kind of goes back to the Project Blue Book J. Allen Hynek thing, you know, when he was in charge of Blue Book and there was these, you know, UFO incidents or whatever, and I can't remember specifically which one it was. But he was going to come out and tell the truth by saying, like, we don't exactly know there was a UFO, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets a call from the fucking, uh, the White House saying, you need to tell them it's swamp gas. And he's up there blatantly lying because he has to telling these dumb, ignorant people it's swamp gas. And they're all like, what? What? But now it's like anytime they throw out an excuse, I just go, oh, yeah, it's swamp gas. Yeah. yeah. Because you guys think we're stupid and we're not going to go. Yeah, we know
1: you're lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing we can do to enforce you to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Like so. yeah, well, they're going to they'll disclose when they want to disclose, you know. And then up until that point it's just speculation.
0: Well, and they keep breadcrumbing us with everything. Like uh what was it a year or two ago they had like the big um congress hearing congressional hearing and everybody was convinced oh we're going to hear something we're going to hear something and then it was like the only thing that really came out of it of substance was yeah we know this is a real thing and we don't know anything about it Mm -hmm, and then we had another one recently and it was like people took it the complete opposite way one whistleblower was like yeah i know a guy who has dealt with biologics from a crashed ufo and everybody's like, yeah, the government is saying aliens are real. Like, no, one dude who knew a
1: guy who knew who knows a guy who knows a guy said aliens are real. Yeah. Like,
0: I, d- pay attention, people.
1: I think they're, like, th- one of the big reasons they don't disclose is because when they do disclose, it's going to call them out. It's going to put them on blast for all the shit they've lied about. And it's like, I just want, like people to just unanimously give these guys amnesty for all the murders and all the crazy stuff that they've had to do to keep this under wraps it's like okay we get it you did all this heinous shit to keep this under wraps but we still want to know Yeah, we deserve to know yeah.
0: I think there is a, a certain point of acceptance that we as society have to reach with that mm-hmm. or look at like uh, the doctor who came forward and I think it's Stephen Greer talks about it and over a hundred cases of military service people have had these strange brain injuries or died because of ufo encounters and the government's just like they're not paying out death benefits they're not doing any of this so this doctor started building a case and then he took it to these guys but it's the same thing we have to go okay we're gonna let it go pay these people's families yeah. and then tell us the fucking truth but
1: we're not going to hang you for it yeah. you know? and I, if, I'd even take total amnesty like it, I, still pay the families it's still pay yeah. the families but like it's like we yeah exactly we just want to know <laughs> come on
0: <laughs> I think the people who want to know the most are willing to agree with that and I, I really hate to say this because it Cast kind of a poor light on me, but like the dumber part of the population, who's going to be like, "No, no amnesty, hang him!" Like, shut up. Nobody cares <laughs> what, what you think. <laughs> like, this is bigger than you or I or that person who did all these heinous things this to is, cover up the truth. Yeah,
2: yeah. That would be like the biggest release of information to the public. Like,
1: like, that's like such a huge that. Well, that like all the stuff they've done, and then. I guess it would it would disrupt the whole world. Religion, you know, would be a big one. Um, people would be questioning their whole life, you know, if, say, you're like a devout Catholic or something and you believe that, you know, in uh, Eden and everything and aliens came and they're like, hey, yeah, that was us.
0: <laughs> Who's to say that's not what should happen, though? Yeah, it's like. Because I, I think shaking people from old school faith is not the worst thing. In fact, it's probably better because then you go, okay, I've lived my whole life based on this fucking book, and that this has been my whole life. Now it's like I don't have to look at the book. I can look at everything. Mm-hmm. I can be more open to the idea of, okay, God didn't create this. We were created by this celestial event, and then we're oversaw by these aliens, and everything's possible and like this is the pinnacle race because they have all this great technology and they don't have war or you know sex abuse or whatever all these terrible things that we do they don't have them now we have a real ideal to aspire towards instead of like yeah one day when I shed my mortal coil I can go live on a cloud somewhere Mm -hmm. for eternity
1: yeah I yeah I don't know it's one of these days, we'll hopefully maybe be able to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe uh, when we get the uh, go-ahead for the shrooms experiment there on Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, we send this we'll to all the answers. Send this to Brandon. Let him. Yeah. Let him know if we. Get Brandon travels through the fields. There ain't
1: no way. Ain't no way Travis is tripping balls on my <laughs> No, dude. He needs yeah. professionals. If Brandon Pugil
0: ever <laughs> happens to come across this, which I wouldn't even bet a dollar on. Like, yeah, dude, let us come to the ranch and do some mushrooms. We'll take care of everything. You don't even have to like wonder about us. Uh and we'll see ourselves out when it's over. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. worry.
1: You dragon can be there, you know, he yeah. can watch over. He us. could be there
0: with that fucking dour look on his face. Just like
1: <laughs> he's probably like, fuck these guys, they're assholes. <laughs>
0: Honestly, after you, you told me that he's like a jokester, like he went up like 25 points in my book. I'm like, I yeah. bet he's actually a really cool
2: dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I like I said, I had the same perception of him from the show as you did. Yeah, they did him dirty. I wasn't really kind of like looking forward to seeing him talk or anything, but <laughs> 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 kind of after the thing, I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong about that guy. Yeah. And I know that like shows... Especially TV shows, you have to have characters. Like, even if it's a reality show, you yeah. have to have characters. Yeah,
1: you gotta make the show interesting, you know.
2: Well, it's like, this person is this, and this person is this, and this yeah. person is this. You have to have, like, a character so that people can identify yeah. who this person is, what their role is, and, and I, like, um, have a connection with somebody on the show yeah well
0: and it's, <clears throat> yeah
2: it's it. you have to
0: put in that certain structured drama within it to make it more watchable because you think about like th- the cross between a show and reality is in a show you have like you said these characters that have these distinct roles you know you have like the leader guy the class clown guy the always serious guy the over dramatic person whatever and then like in any group of people that role changes from person to person regularly right you know you think about like all the people that we hang out with there's not one person who stands out as being hilarious it's like there's these people who are especially hilarious but everybody kind of takes turns being funny right or somebody takes turns like taking charge of the group or whatever and you can't really do that on tv
2: and they kind of said that too they were saying that like Oh, the TV show, everything seems like it's so like serious all the time, and they're always like hard pressing for like results and stuff. And he's like, In reality, when we're on the ranch, we're laughing the whole time, yeah. So we're just like goofing, you know, making fun of each other and cutting jokes and ripping on each other. That would totally time. be us, like, we're That'd all be so fun.
0: We're all standing there, like, staring at this fucking UFO hovering around. Everybody's just like dumbstruck, it's dead quiet. And then one person just rips ass. Yeah. And just like, everybody's like,
1: (laughs) trying to hold it while staring at this UFO, you know.
2: Smells like you just opened up a new dimension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like, like Austin Austin Powers, you see the, like you see a UFO and Spencer's like, look at that giant. Johnson. (laughs) 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 Kind of looks like a... (laughs) Peter. (laughs) Yeah. like is
2: that a tic tac
1: it looks yeah. awful phallic yeah that'd be so yeah no i w-
0: even as much crazy shit that happens there i would still find a way to be a fucking jerk about it and
1: make a joke out of anything yeah oh yeah just all casually walking around the ranch did you hear that
3: <laughs>
1: oh non-stop did you non-stop
0: that? i'd be like dude i swear to god I was out there and this portal open and it smelled like popcorn. (laughs) Just like laying the groundwork for that and then when it's quiet I'm like, do you smell popcorn? And suddenly everybody's like, oh God.
1: Oh man. That'd be so so cool to be able to be out there and just like if all of us could be out there and just like have our own investigation and stuff. Yeah, you know, of all the
0: ghost shows, paranormal stuff, everything that i've kind of been into over the last decade of my life like my number one bucket list place would be skinwalker ranch you know Mm -hmm. you have cool places like waverly hills or suicide mountain in japan or things like that that would be so cool to go to but like number one skinwalker ranch
2: yeah i think it just
1: has a special place because it's so close to home too yeah
2: yeah and
1: it's like it's three hours away, it's know? very accessible, or it's two and a half it hours away. It
2: seems so accessible, yeah. Seems it's right here,
1: yeah. And it's
0: for me because I'm not a native Utah like you guys are, like, and I didn't know about it till just a few years ago. And I've just become so fascinated with it that it's I think it's a little bit different for me than it is with you guys because you guys have probably like grown up here in the story, especially you having lived in the basin, yeah and hearing them but it's kind of cool to have that different kind of subsective of background where it's like you knew about it but you didn't go there till yeah. later in life you yeah. kind of different, grew up there and
3: different perspectives and, and
0: I've only known about it for a few years like it would be really cool to have the three different unique perspectives on it to go yeah. there yeah
1: it, it's interesting because like you have all these people that are so fascinated with it and then yeah like you said just living there it's like just another part of life like I don't even didn't even think about it most of the time you know
0: I think the way in is we got to figure out which member of the show is a drug addict and become their dealer
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. who,
3: do you think, who do you
2: think would be most likely that dude, the the guy that... I mean, think Travis Taylor seems like a stoner, dude.
1: Oh, yeah. That or the the, the guy that does... He's like, an edibles guy, for sure. Oh, uh, edibles, yeah. Who's the other guy that's not Travis and not Dragon that's always on there? Like a shorter... He looks a little shorter. He, like, works uh, uh, with uh, the technology. Not uh, Winterton.
0: Brad. Is it Brad? He's the physicist.
1: He's, yeah. like, the the guy Dark hair? Dark, dark older yeah. Guy? Yeah, totally on Adderall or something. He's up in the nerve center <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> Looking at the cameras,
2: you know. Well, you got to name the nerve center Satan too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: See, that's where I couldn't even work there because I would just be like, "All right, we got to stop calling the things we call them. Like, stop calling this the nerve center. Just call it like um, the
2: the computer room. Yeah. (laughs) Computer room. Let's
0: (laughs) stop calling that Homestead Two. Let's call that the Boring Building. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Or no, Homestead One is the Boring Building. Homestead Two
1: is like weird shit a meter building. Yeah. Like. Let's
0: have fun with this. Yeah,
1: all the ghost adventure references. (laughs) He would definitely be our... Thomas would definitely be our go-to guy. We'd all be hanging back in the nerve center. We're going to (laughs) send... I'm going to send Thomas out to go investigate the wolf wolf man. Are you fucking serious? Are you... He's I'm like, not fucking going out there and then we're going to give him a camera a really shitty one and we're going to put it right up next to his face god dude are you fucking serious Yeah. really he's, no. like, he's going to be like wow, I'm so scared <laughs> that would have to be like
0: hey T you got to go out there and investigate that spot I'm pretty sure so- I saw a direwolf and he's like I'm not fucking going out there and you just like chuck a that- Beto's burrito out there he's like fuck now I gotta go he's like now that's jacked <laughs> he's over
1: there, just like no, I don't fucking see shit. We're getting great footage, man. <laughs> make sure we get some really close-up shots. Of the <laughs> make sure his
2: hand is shaking really, really bad. He's squatting down. In...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Infrared. Caron. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, there's definitely people I would specifically want to go, and he's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. So it'd be yeah. like us four, probably maybe one or two more But it's like You gotta have a A personality that's gonna either suit The science part of it Or you're gonna be fucking hilarious
1: Yeah, like what if what if like Brandon Fuel gave us a go-ahead to do like a, like a parallel show While they're doing their show And so like you got Travis and Dragon and all those guys like Super serious, like checking out this stuff And then we're just over there with
2: like a I don't know. Hitting sti- stuff with sticks. Yeah, <laughs> beating on the tree really loud. <laughs> Cowboys They call the. the, the <clears throat> or like,
1: dude, something's moving in the brush over there, and we just start throwing fucking rocks at it. <laughs> like we so, like, we light Spencer's ass on fire. And it's, like, running
2: around. <laughs> What's that light anomaly in the bushes? For <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: dude. I swear, I just saw a direwolf go behind that tree, and like we we all we're all armed. We just start firing in there, and we go like Fuck, dude, there was a direwolf. He's dead as fuck. But
3: jokes on them. Skinwalker Ranch
1: likes us way better. We get way more shit than they do. Like a portal. (coughs) I go into a portal. A fucking
0: portal opens. This alien comes out. You guys are hilarious. Like,
2: what do you want to know? Love your content. Love it.
0: Fugle's just like
2: the
3: fuck.
0: I've been dumping millions into this.
1: Yeah, I got a GoPro. <laughs> it's like, I got an alien dick pic. I want a million dollars. <laughs> I, I want a million dollars.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah.
1: Closing
0: thoughts. Anything stick out in mind? Um, I'm still stuck on an alien dick pic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, just always keep an open mind. There's, there's something out there. What's the alien... The truth, Quote, is out there. the truth is out there. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> and one of these days, there's gonna be, you know, we're gonna find some rock solid evidence, or people are, you know, and it's gonna change the world. I'm just waiting for the day, waiting on the world to change.
0: I'm waiting on when that world changes, and then they're also like, oh, by the way, if you're a vegan, you're gonna die early.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. I would just say, yeah, I would like to see that uh, psychedelics experiment on the oh, match. Yes, hundred percent.
0: I don't know who's dick I gotta suck, but I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Dave. Dave's the go-to guy. He's I mean, like, I'm gonna cry the whole time, and I'm probably
1: gonna vomit. But...
2: <laughs> if oh. you're into that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I,
1: Thanks for uh, having us on the show, Dave.
2: Anytime. Yeah. What's your closing thought?
1: Um,
0: there's weird shit there. And I think it's silly for us to assume we know or don't know what any of it is. Mm. I, like he said, keep an open mind. Um, I do wish there was a way to let other people in. Rather, it became like a a touristy thing or a special organization thing. I did see that uh, recently. Post Malone got to go to Skinwalker Ranch. On God,
2: no cap, no cap? I'm trying to. Straight gas. I'm trying to pander <laughs> to the, the younger universe. The <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, which just like reinforces that. God, I really wish I had Post Malone's life. He said it was busting. He was bussing. He was busting. He was busting so <laughs> hard. Bus- yeah. So. I think it's definitely something that should be more open to more people, not everybody, obviously, because humans are garbage mm-hmm. and we'll figure out a way to fuck it up somehow, but yeah, um, fresh eyes always helps, different points of view, different states of mind, um a hundred thousand percent down with the you know psychedelics thing, but yeah, other than that. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Signing
3: off. Signing off. Until next time. Till next.